The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. A lot going on today. Uh, Of course, the big announcement from John Conyers. Called into a radio show in Detroit. Local radio show. uh, Mildred Gaddis. I haven't... I'm I'm not sure there's... There's been a baby named Mildred in the last 60 or 70 years. Has that happened? Or Gertrude or (laughs) Bertha. Uh, It doesn't seem to be... You know, one of those millennial type names. I'm gonna look that up on birth rate names right. and stuff. Yeah, they have the website. Are like you that. gonna go with Heather or are you gonna go with Mildred? Um, so Mildred uh, took the phone call, okay. and here's what uh, John Conyers, calling from a Detroit hospital, told her: "I am retiring today, and uh, I want everyone to know how much I appreciate the support." That, mm-hmm. that I'm, incredible undiminished support i've received across the years yeah it's i'll say this he's right about that it's incredible the people put him back in office 27 times this was his 27th term and he's retiring as of today which is interesting i mean it had to happen uh we we saw it coming uh, once the minority leader is on board with you leaving the office and, and several others, and it's coming from the Democrats. Uh, it's pretty inevitable. So I think that's probably why he checked into a hospital. Now it looks like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's for his health. It's, it's a medical thing. And so, you know, he's 88 years old. He just needs to rest, and now he's going to take some time with his family. He had some other things to say to Mildred, though, and she to him. Congressman, no one can doubt even your critics that your legacy is a phenomenal one. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> because this critic, sure, I mean, phenomenally bad, his legacy. Even his critics, like, <laughs> John Conyers is terrible, has been a terrible legislator for 53, 54 years now. You have picked your issues, you committed yourselves to them, and you've seen wow. them through. I think perhaps the one... Uh, and you can share with us that that probably uh, when you look back over your life and, and your term in Washington was the inability to get the total house or the majority of the house to respect and honor your reparations push. Do you think that these allegations at all will impact that legacy? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, my, my absolutely not. Be compromised or diminished in any way uh, by what we're going through now. This who shall pass. And I want Mm. you to to know that uh, my Mm. legacy will continue through my children. Thanks for that warning. Uh, I have a great family here, and and especially in my oldest boy, John Conyers III. Oh, no. uh, who, incidentally, I endorse uh, to replace me in my seat in Congress. Oh, you're endorsing so your son. What, what a surprise. We're all working together mm-hmm. uh, to make this country a better one. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure you are. 
tried to get reparations, uh, helping to hammer through Obamacare. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal legacy. And now going to be carried on by his children. John Conyers III. That's what we need. That's what we need. Is it like a royal family in Michigan? Just pass it down from father to son. Just keep the Conyers dynasty going in perpetuity. Wow. And and the voters in Michigan will no doubt see John Conyers on the on the ballot and they'll just they'll vote for him automatically. It's automatic. You know the guy is going to be he'll be elected. He'll he'll be appointed first and then he'll be elected. And it'll just happen over and over again. The Con- I mean, the Conyers family might have this seat. Who knows? Until the end of the century. Mm. <laughs> it's just... I mean, f- if his son keeps it for 50 years, you're talking about 2067. Oh, just unbelievable, man. So while unbelievable. a sitting congressman retiring in the middle of his term is, I guess it's kind of news, um, the biggest element of that story, I've been doing some research over here, is that the name Mildred last year was the 3,146th most popular name in the United States. Yeah. It peaked back in 1990 when it was up to number six. 1919. 1919? 1919 is okay, when it peaked. Okay, yes. See, Sorry. that's what that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's a 1919 name. Yeah. Mildred was sixth in 1919. Does it say what the top five was? Uh, Gertrude had to be in there, too, as well as know. Bertha. You know, I had a cat had named Gertrude that I loved. Uh, I'll thank I you know very you much. did. Um, I know you did. I don't see the whole list uh, from 1919. Okay. But uh, I'll have to look into that someday. Uh, <laughs> as Conyers is retiring today, there is word on a new accuser who says that John Conyers abused her, groped her in church. Yeah, that's about as bad as it gets. You groped her in church? Now, of course, that's an allegation, and I don't want to jump on the bandwagon that everybody's guilty until proven innocent, that we seem to be on now. I mean, we are on a frightening path. There was a director who was just fired from Netflix, from a Netflix show, um, and the headline was, and I can't remember his name right now, and I'm not looking at the story. Uh, uh, Danny uh, Masterson? No, might be. Is it? Uh, is he a um, Netflix guy? Yeah, amid rape allegations. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, rape allegations. Okay, rape super serious. And if he did it, he should be gone. But the headline was he's finally fired over rape allegations. Well, the due process has not happened yet. He didn't have his day in court. He didn't have his day to to prove that he raped anybody. If he did, obviously, he should not only lose the Netflix job, he should go to jail for a really long time. But not just from the allegation. Scary. I mean, what is happening right now is scary. Just with awesome rapidity, these things are happening. And people's lives are being wiped out in the blink of an eye. Had some good news yesterday. Uh, Donald Trump went to Utah and actually gave back land. Mentioned this a little bit, but the he scaled back two national monuments, calling it an important move for states' rights. So anytime we we bring up the good things that Donald Trump has done so far, this has to be one of them. This has to be among them. 
Uh, some people think that the natural resources of Utah should be controlled by a small handful of very distant bureaucrats located in Washington. And guess what? They're wrong. He told the crowd in the Capitol Rotunda in Salt Lake City. The families and communities of Utah know and love this land the best. And you know the best how to take care of your land. You know how to protect it. You know how best to conserve this land for many, many generations to come. I, that's amazing. Your timeless bond with the outdoors should not be replaced with the whims of regulators thousands and thousands of miles away. They don't know your land. And truly, they don't care for your land like you do. The Bears' ears and Grand Staircase Escalante National Monuments span millions of acres in Utah and are among 27 national monuments that Trump ordered his secretary to review earlier this year. And the result is public lands will once again be used by the public. Wow, that is that is really great and unexpected. That That's an area I wouldn't have anticipated. And I, I don't know that he promised that during the campaign. So uh, really good news there. 888 And back to the sexual allegations, there's, there's another one um, on Roy Moore. And the Alabamans are just not believing this stuff. It's just one after another. And interestingly, some of these things aren't even crimes. I mean, are they unusual? Is it maybe not the best for a 34-year-old man to date a 17-year-old? Probably. But... In the early 80s in Alabama, did it happen? Yeah, I guess so. And was it legal? Yeah. Yeah, 17 was of legal age, according to the law. And this is interesting because uh, Debbie Gibson is one of the accusers now. Um, Had no idea Roy Moore even had access to Debbie Gibson in this. But she did play at a lot of malls with Tiffany, and he's known to stalk women in the mall. So I see that mm-hmm. it all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Huh. I guess it's a different get Debbie Gibson. It's it's not the Debbie Gibson from the music career. Is this confirmed? I I think so. Oh yeah. Dang. But she is uh, one of the women women who has spoken out. Um, and I think Roy Roy Moore has said he doesn't even know. Well, I think he admitted that he knew who she was. He knew her, but I I doesn't remember dating her well now now he's saying he doesn't remember any of them he did say that at one point no he's saying it now is he right now so he said after he said gibson he knew her yeah so now he's saying i don't know any of these women it's just (laughs) Uh, how did he do that how do you go from it's magic it's called 2017 that's interesting yeah you know because you want to i mean (laughs) i want to give him the benefit of the doubt i really do but that's a little strange Gibson says they dated for two to three months and that he took her to his house. And you're thinking, oh boy. Then he read her poetry and played his guitar. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, what a scintillating date that must have been. Hey, you want to hear, hear me read some poetry? How about if I get my guitar out and put it to music? She says he kissed her once in his bedroom and once by the pool at a local country club. So he kissed her twice. Not against her will. They were dating, supposedly. So this isn't even... Even if he does remember her, and he did do this, it's not really a problem, is it? 
Can the guy not serve in, in the Senate over that? She said, looking back, I'm glad nothing bad happened. As a mother of daughters, I realized that our age difference at the time made our dating inappropriate. Uh, the Post's latest report says Gibson found an old scrapbook in her attic a few days ago. Came across a graduation card he wrote her. And this is being, <laughs> this is being trumpeted as though it's proof. The card, allegedly written by Moore, says, Happy graduation, Debbie. I wanted to give you this card myself. I know that you'll be a success in anything you do. Roy. <laughs> not love Roy. Not, you know, let's get together later on this weekend and uh, get naked. No, I mean, none of that kind of stuff. It's happy graduation, Debbie. That doesn't even, it doesn't even imply that they were dating, really. It's not, he didn't say he, you know, he loved her. He wanted her. None of that. Now, at first, Roy Moore said he knew her, but didn't remember dating her. And now, apparently, you're telling me that he's denied knowing any of these women, right? Any of the seven. I wonder if there's a lawyer that's, you gotta, you gotta just deny the whole thing. Well, he's already said he knew some of them. Ugh, uh, it's, it's strange. We're in a strange place right now. 888-900-3393 with your thoughts on this strange place we're in. Uh, go Tedem. Mesh powers the first 100% off-grid, mobile, long-range, consumer-ready mesh network. Now, what does that mean to you? Well, it means that if anything goes wrong with cell towers or you're not around routers or satellites, you can still send texts and your GPS location without any of that. So if you're an outdoor enthusiast, this is perfect for you. If you're an avid traveler, this is perfect for you. If you're into preparation and being prepared no matter what happens, this is definitely for you. You just pair this device with your phone using the Gotenna app, or you could leave it unpaired for that matter, in strategic locations. And that way you can relay communications from one device to another. Plus, when you go to Gotenna.com, G-O-T-E-N-N-A.com, Use the promo code PAT15 and you'll get 15% off your next order of two, four, or eight packs. And you'll be able to create a pop-up mesh network anytime, anywhere, even if cell towers are gone or out temporarily. So don't wait until you need this. Do it right now. Visit GoTenna.com today. Save 15% with the promo code PAT15. That's GoTenna.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Welcome. Great to have you here. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Uh, this was Roy Moore with Hannity a few weeks ago. I do not remember speaking to a civics class. I don't remember that. I do not remember when we. I seem to know. Remember knowing our parents. Hmm. I can that they were friends. Did I you? can't recall specific dates because that's been forty years. But I remember uh, her as a, a good girl. Um, but neither of them have ever so does remember her. any uh, inappropriate behavior. 
she didn't say anything that they well she said let me but do you remember ever going on a date with her she said that you asked her out on on the first of several dates but nothing progressed beyond kissing I don't remember specific dates. No, I do not. And I don't remember if it was that time or later, uh, but I do not remember that. No. But you know her, but you never dated her ever. Is that what you're saying? Know her, but I don't remember hmm. going out on dates. I, I knew her as okay. a friend. Interesting. If we did go out on dates, then we did, but I do not remember that. So he remembers her. He doesn't remember dates. That was a few weeks ago, but now. once again, I do not know any of these women. Did not date any of these women and not engaged in any sexual misconduct with anyone. Okay. Uh, so which is it? Do you remember some of them, but you don't remember specific dates? Uh, or you don't know any of them, you've never heard of them, you weren't dating them, and you certainly didn't do anything sexual with them. Uh, it's a little problematic, isn't it? I mean, I, I want to believe the guy. I honestly want to believe him. Got to have that Senate seat. <laughs> I mean, like like Trump is saying, you got to have the Senate seat. And by the way, he's up at the the last poll from CBS News. Had him up six percentage points. He was up 40, 49, 43. I think he's going to win. So at least get your story straight. Either you know him and you dated him legally or you don't know any of them at all. Uh, which is it? Which is it? Uh, he did a, more did a, an exclusive interview with One America News and uh, talked about his concern of immorality in politics. I think immorality has sunk into a new low. And I think in this race, I've been very much impressed with the lack of morality in political advertisements. They say anything, they do anything just to win. They don't care who they hurt. They don't care whether it's untrue. They don't care if it's uh, something they just made up. I think they hide behind these false ads. It's just to attack the character of their opponent. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Uh, but, of course, the left is making a lot of him being concerned with immorality when he supposedly dated young girls. Now, is that immoral or is it just kind of weird? As long as they're of legal age... Is it immoral? It's 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 not illegal unless he did the things the 14 and 16-year-olds accused him of. But it doesn't seem to be in his character, frankly. I mean, he, he's with these girls who said all he did was kiss them twice. It doesn't sound like a guy who's telling you to take your clothes off and I'm the DA, nobody's going to believe you because you're just a waitress or, or whatever his supposed line to the 14-year-old was, or 16-year-old girl. 888 Also, the Democrats uh, have a list of possible candidates out for 2020, and they have been sort of ranked as to their potential. And frankly, I don't understand this buy-sell thing. Do you, Keith? Do you, is I think Stu like is going to kind site? of uh, gonna go through enlighten this. us uh, on hour three today. All right. So, but the candidates they're throwing out there, Bernie Sanders, obviously yeah. the favorite. The favorite right now, yep. Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren. So you got two socialists out of the first three and an extreme leftist. Then you got uh, middle class Joe, Joe Biden. Hmm. 
<laughs> still in there. Cory Booker, who's a rising star. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, Andrew Cuomo, Mark Zuckerberg, Amy Klobuchar. No way does she have a chance. Tim Kaine. And see, here's the thing on any of them. None of them have a chance, I don't think. I, I unless unless they turn to uh, Dick Gephardt, hmm. I I think they're they're going to be sorely left out of the election cycle. I'd like to see that, but here's a question for you: um, What'll he be like? Ninety six by the time twenty twenty rolls around? Right, um, I think he's only in his late seventies now, so <laughs> he might be eighty. But hold on, w- weren't you going to eat your underwear if um, Elizabeth Warren became the nominee? Yes, um, okay. the last time. That's the last. That in doesn't apply to now. No, that does not apply now. I tried, people. The statute of limitations is over on that. Okay. So, hmm. uh, so yeah, I think the Democrats are in a tough, as bad as things are for the Republicans, and they're pretty bad because they can't get anything done, and they're they're just they're worthless in office. But as bad as the Republicans are, the Democrats are far worse. They're more extreme in their left-wing ideology that uh, has not just bordered on socialism. It's crossed the line into socialism. It's one and the same with socialism. And who's going to vote for any of these people? Very few, as far as I'm concerned. Amy Klobuchar? Come on. She doesn't... Mark Zuckerberg, none of these people have a chance. None of these people. Tom Hanks would. Uh, Tom Hanks would be an interesting, interesting candidate. You know, I mean, still you'd have things that would come out about him, I bet. I mean, we don't we don't know what's in Tom Hanks's closet because there's been no reason to open it and look inside. Oh, well. But if he's running for president, there's a reason. Yeah, and if there's a time it's going to come out, it might be right now in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, so what about uh, eating your underwear if Tom Hanks is the nominee? Is that a possibility? No, no. it's just no. You're not going to do that at Mm-mm. all? Dick Gephardt? No. Although, that'd be a pretty safe bet. Did you look up how old he is? No. Oh. What is he? He's got to be 78 now, 80, somewhere in there. Um, but Al Gore will probably be too old at that juncture. Hmm. Hillary has been beaten twice now. Do you really want to put her up a third time? Probably not. Uh, so unless they bring out, maybe they trot out Michelle Obama, I, I think the Democrat Party is hurting. There's no rising star who, at this point, looks to be the heir apparent. Dick Gephardt in uh, 2020 would be 79, and um, Al Gore would be 72. So Gore's? He's 69 right now. He, he actually could, he could run. Al Gore is who they, you know, I tried to tell him this last time. (laughs) I'm glad they didn't listen to me because I think Al Gore would have had a shot. Isn't isn't he the big superstar in the party? I want to thank the 537 of you who voted for George Bush over Al Gore in Florida in the year 2000. Thank you. That's for sure. Because who knows what would have happened after 9-11 with Al Gore at the helm. That's frightening. And, and, and as much as I was disgusted with George Bush over time because of his immigration situation and, and other things that were just not conservative values, you know, he, he imprisoned two border agents for doing their job, frankly. And, and they were like polit- political prisoners. And he stubbornly wouldn't listen to anybody on it until the day he left office when he finally commuted their sentence. Uh, so I was, re- I was really upset with him. But... 
as upset as I, as I was with uh, <clears throat> George W. Bush, Al Gore would have been far worse. Al Gore might have been the death of this country. 888 Also, got to tell you about the Supreme Court who has now allowed President Trump's full travel ban. Get into that coming up as well. 888 It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Uh, Democrats are really in love with his Senate tax bill. Senate and the House, they, they're they all they're in love. They really want to cut taxes for, for America's people. <laughs> Listen to what Nancy Pelosi said, declaring the tax reform bill the worst in history. I have said that this, with stiff competition by some of the other things they have put forth, is the worst bill in the history of the United States Congress. Now, how can I make that claim? Well, because it involves more money, hurts more people, increases the deficit by so much more, and just because everything is bigger in our country, the consequences of this bill, a multi-trillion dollar economy being addressed by a bill that had no hearings, no expert testimony, just with the speed of light, as Jamie Raskin says, the speed of light in the dark of night, here we are. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> After what they did with Obamacare, she has the unmitigated gall to say any of that? Speed of light, dark of night, no hearings. Oh, remember the transparency there was going to be? They were going to have hearings on C-SPAN. You'd watch it all. Where was any of that? None of it happened. You had to pass the bill before we knew what was going to be in it, which happened. I mean, it's so bad. A former Reagan policy advisor was on MSNBC talking to Joy Reid uh, about the tax bill. Listen to what he compares it to. What would be the justification in your mind that Republicans would have for raising taxes on lower income people? Because they, you know, they spend all of their income. So why, would, why raise taxes on them? It, it, it really defies comprehension. Uh, maybe they think that uh, the poor have it so easy that they need to ha- uh, have to pay more taxes to force them to go out and work more. Really, the amazing thing is that uh, people seem to be accepting this so meekly and mildly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's really akin to rape. Okay. Wow. This tax bill is akin to rape. Now, what poor people have their taxes raised? 
because of this bill. That that goes that flies in the face of what I've seen on this tax yeah, bill. Don't ask questions, man. I mean, can you not challenge the guy and say, "What what are you talking about? What rate went up for the poor? The rate went up for uh, the middle class in in well, if you consider two hundred eighteen thousand dollars to four hundred and twenty thousand middle class, certainly upper class. The the rate actually went up for them." But I, I didn't see any rates going up for the poor. The poor don't pay any taxes. 47, well, now it's even, it's 51% of Americans don't pay any taxes. Now they'll say, well, that's the rich. No, no, it isn't. It's mostly the poor people who pay, who get all their money back during, that they paid in because of withholding during the course of the year and sometimes, and then some. Yeah, just it's pathetic the things that they're saying about this bill. I mean, it's not my favorite bill either. I, I don't think it goes anywhere near far enough. This should have been a sweeping, amazing tax reform. This should have been tax reform like Ted Cruz was talking about tax reform. A 10% flat tax. That would give them something to complain about. Well, how can you have millionaires paying the exact same as as somebody who makes $20,000 a year. Yeah, they don't because 10% of a million is more than 10% of 20,000. Wait, I, I'm not good with the math. Yeah. So hold on. Mm-hmm. You're saying that 10%, but that's the same. So how is it no, a different it's, number, Pat? It's a different number because the, the percentage is the same. Yeah. But if you make a million dollars, 10% of a million is 100,000. Okay. If you make 20,000, Ten percent of that is two thousand. But it's so you, the you same. A hundred thousand or two thousand. That's not the same. No, but it's ten percent. That's it's the a same. Ninety-eight thousand dollar difference. There. I went to a public so. school, so I'm not gonna get this today. Sorry. And then we have all the statistics. Like twenty percent. Uh, the top twenty percent pays ninety-five percent of the tax burden. You know, and and still it's not fair. Still it's not enough for them. Still they yell and scream. Their Marxist rhetoric about the rich, the rich continually getting off uh, and not paying their fair share without ever saying, hey, what do you think their fair share is? What is the fair share for the wealthy? A hundred percent? Do you want it all? (laughs) Just take it all. Don't tempt them, man. I know. That's what they want. (laughs) That's what they want. That is exactly what they want. Mm. And these are the same people, again, who saddled us with the horrific... Obamacare bill, yeah, making our our healthcare system practically a joke now, and raising premiums on everybody. Everybody's paying more when the promise was twenty five hundred less per family per year. But because they kept saying that our healthcare system is worse than Iceland's, <laughs> they finally got that hammered through. Mm. I believe uh, during FDR, FDR's time, I believe there was a 97% rate um, at the higher... Uh, yeah, there at, was at why, one point. Why would you even want to earn money at that point? Yeah, well, you wouldn't. Stop. Do, I mean, it, there's no incentive. And there's no, no common sense in trying to discuss this with the far left. <sighs> and as a matter of fact, I just mentioned that they, uh, they used to say that our, our healthcare system was worse than Iceland. According to the World Health Organization in the UN, they actually do rank Iceland's ahead of ours. Iceland's healthcare system 
is better than the United States of America, hmm. we are listed at 37th in the world. Oh, okay. And this is 37. the U- this United was, Nations. Yes. Hmm. From the UN. Okay. The, the same France has the best health organization, oh, health healthcare system in the world. And this... Followed by Italy. San Marino. You know, everybody who gets ill, the first thing they, they say is, take me to San Marino. Because right. uh, their healthcare, they've got the most skilled physicians, the best facilities anywhere on earth. Take me to San Marino. And there's so many people that take advantage of San Marino's healthcare system. Right. That they have actually what they call uh, San Marino health flights. Mm-hmm. One a day out of mm-hmm. New York. And it's just patients that are just getting shuttled back and forth. That's uh, how popular it is. Mm-hmm. And if you don't go to San Marino, obviously, take me to Andorra. I've never even heard of Andorra. I thought Andorra was the mother-in-law on Bewitched. <laughs> I didn't realize it's also a country. Huh, I'm going to look up Andorra. You mean Samantha's mom has better health care than the United States of America? Sure. Andorra. Where is Andorra? It is... Look, it's like this little dot between Spain and France, like literally a <laughs> dot. It's such a small country that on Wikipedia, they had to do a little magnifying glass to show oh, it up on the geez. European map. Um, but it has a great healthcare system up sure. there, fourth, fourth, fourth best in the world. Yeah. Followed by Malta, Singapore, Spain, Oman, Austria, and Japan. Hmm. Uh, some of the other countries ahead of us include, you know, Greece, whose complete economic system is in, in waste. Iceland, Luxembourg, wow, Mm. Colombia, Cyprus, Mm. Saudi Arabia, Mm. United Arab Emirates, Morocco. You you can't you can't tell me these these are better. Chile, Costa Rica, and then finally the U.S. at number thirty-seven. It's hard to believe. Healthcare in Andorra is provided to all employed persons and their families by That's the government-run social security system. There you go. Why do you have to have a job to get health care? Why can't they just give it to you at birth? I don't understand. Why do you have to? Why do you have to work? Uh, Pretty boy. discriminatory, isn't it? Yeah, they have a they have a one university there in Andorra, and it's uh, it was established way way back in 1997. So I bet their education <laughs> is. How's their football team? Pretty good. Uh, the University of Andorra mm-hmm. Andorans. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're just unbeaten this year. Probably would be my guess. Yes, of course. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, did we mention yesterday that Colin Kaepernick won the award for um, uh, making the world a better place in which to live? He was named GQ's. <laughs> Citizen of the Year. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sports Illustrated is handing over its Muhammad Ali Legacy Award to him. Uh, Usually, SI reserves the honor for a sports figure who's influenced social change for decades. But according to Steve Canella, the magazine's executive director, that isn't a strict requirement. And besides, Colin Kaepernick was so wonderful. Mm. they They couldn't overlook him. The Muhammad Ali Legacy Award. Come on. <laughs> he didn't even play football last year. What has he even said about anything? The guy took a knee, and that made him citizen of the year? Uh, Pat. When Pat. he's kneeling during the anthem. Wow. He wore a Che shirt. All right? Yes, he did. Qualified. Yeah. Done. End of yeah. discussion. Man. Uh, it's unbelievable. I walk into a lot of hate in this room. Uh, Brad Staggs joins us now because... 
hate. You've, we're just going through the. the you're, 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 you are you you you're dissing a national hero, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's going to make a great senator one day. You know that, right? He he probably will. Uh-huh. He'll probably be elected to don't, the Senate. Don't, yeah. Don't. You know, oh, yeah. he's not old enough now, but uh, someday soon. He will be. He will be. You can, don't, don't make this day worse. I don't want to imagine <laughs> that. Come like, on, man. You know, th- some of the things you believe. think can't happen. Oh. oh, yes, they can, especially in today's world. Oh, in this environment? Mm-hmm. A lot of things you thought uh-huh. impossible the, are uh, coming to fruition. The, <laughs> the right side up is upside down and everything else. Nothing makes sense anymore, and that's the problem. Yeah. That is the problem. I, I But I didn't just stop by for another. I had a number to throw out at you guys. Hmm. What do you got? 317. Oh. I noticed all the numbers, are, you know. Okay. You're watching on Blaze TV. I noticed all the numbers in front of yeah. Keith. 317. 317. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how much Jeffy weighs after he considers a diet successful? Oh, right. No, no 317 is how much a, a, a trip to the uh, ear, eye, nose, and throat the ear doctor can cost you. You have Ooh. an earache. $317? Up, up to 317 bucks. Well, not in Andorra where it's well, free. Well, no, of course not. I mean, okay. if you right. move to Andorra, you get it uh, free, and, you know, and it's top quality health care. Uh-huh. But, look, if you're like the rest of us here on planet Earth in the United States— uh, this is a suggestion because uh-huh. what happens is this time of year, especially you end up going to parties. You have a lot of conversations with people. You realize I can't hear anybody. <laughs> and the problem could be, dare I say it, earwax. Well, you did. You did I did dare, dare to say, say it. it. <laughs> See? Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. That's, let me just talk about get. that. <laughs> Look, the thing is, if you go to parties, you find yourself, you can't hear, you get, you're having earaches this time of year. The weather's changing. It's cold outside. Don't risk things like tinnitus and extended hearing loss, all of that. Go to usewaxrx.com and get the three-step system that doctors actually designed. And Mm -hmm. believe me, you're going to save time, not only from not going to the doctor's office, but the money. I mean, think about the money you're going to save here. Use promo code radio, you will get free standard shipping. It's all about the earwax. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That will be selling those shirts later. It's all about the earwax. (laughs) Go to use... Use WaxRx on you later. Oh yeah, it'll be on my on it'll you. be on my Christmas sweater. Yeah. Use uh, WaxRx.com promo code radio. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, surely you didn't think that the allegations of sexual harassment were done. They've now caught up Jesse Jackson and John Singleton. A journalist claims that the Reverend Jesse Jackson and director John Singleton made inappropriate comments and advances toward her while she was doing her job. Danielle Young, writing for The Root, says that while she was working for a media company, Jesse Jackson delivered a keynote speech at the end of the meeting. After discussing the responsibilities of black journalists in his speech, according to Young, she and her colleagues lined up to have their picture taken with him. I walked toward Jackson, smiling, and he smiled back at me. His eyes scanned my entire body. All of a sudden, I felt naked in my sweater and jeans. So she wasn't naked, but she felt like it. Because he looked at her. And, and apparently you can't look at a woman anymore. 
As I walked within arm's reach of him, Jackson Jackson reached reached out a hand and grabbed my thigh. Okay, that's that's inappropriate. That's bold. Saying, I like all of that right there, and gave my thigh a tight squeeze. The reporter said she was too shocked to react and giggled uncomfortably as he pulled me closer while her co-worker took photos of them. She described herself as feeling deflated after she was finally able to pull away from the man she once admired who marched alongside Martin Luther King Jr. Young noted that she reached out to a woman there who was with her that day at her previous job who remembers the situation the same way. I remember him being inappropriate with all the women. Young said her former co-worker added, and I also remember you telling me that he did something more with you, and then we brushed the stuff off and chalked it up to him just being a dirty old man. So uh, Jesse Jackson now accused as well. Would that surprise you at all? That would not surprise me if Jesse Jackson is doing these things. Nope. Grabbing the thighs of women who take photos with him and saying he likes all of that there, uh, that it sounds about right. About par for the course. Then apparently John Singleton did certain things that they didn't like either. Uh, these are the first public allegations against Jackson or Singleton. But of course they won't be the last. Will not be the last. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing though. Some of the things that I mean, she makes it sound like him looking at her in the first place was terrible. I mean, <laughs> you're going to get looked at, aren't you? Can you stop men from looking at women now? I mean, do we have to do that as well? Anytime women approach you, you must close your eyes. No, hell no. You got to gouge them out before they even show up. <laughs> you mean close them? You can't trust men to do that. That might be the safest way to go. Okay. Gouge out your eyes as a woman approaches. <laughs> so you're not looking at her. It reminds me of my kids in the back seat. She's looking at me. He's looking at me. She touched me. I, I mean, it's kind of what we're becoming here. And seriously, I, I don't want any actual sexual harassment to go unpunished. I, I think we're all on that page. But some of these accusations are ludicrous. He asked me out multiple times. And? <laughs> Was there anything else? No, but... I didn't want him to ask me out. Yeah, do you need anything else? Come on. <laughs> I mean, That's enough. He looked at me. And? Again, you get blindfold him, uh, gouge eyes out. Uh, it's a little bit permanent if you do it that way. Because then you couldn't look at men either, and maybe that's the best way to go, because some of these accusations are also men against men. Mm-hmm. And they just they just keep coming. It just keep ha- keeps happening, one after another. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, there's news um, that Karen Pence, the wife of Vice President Mike Pence, is not a big fan of the President of the United States. She reportedly finds him vile and reprehensible. The Atlantic released a profile on Pence that notes how the vice president's deference to Trump reflects the broader trajectory of the religious right, according to them. 
The piece is specially focused on how Pence and Trump came together last year after warming up to each other and after Pence had the chance to prove himself as an effective running mate. During the campaign, some religious voters were surprised to see Pence apparently compromise his values to defend Trump's various transgressions. But they say things changed quite a bit when Trump's Access Hollywood video came out and altered pretty much everything. As the, uh, yeah, you can grab them anywhere that you want thing came out, uh, there was a lot of discussion at the time, you might remember, about whether Trump should drop out of the race and whether maybe Pence should take over and be the head of the ticket. I remember that talk. Mm -hmm. Lasted about three days, if that. Because Trump weathered that storm nicely. The Atlantic described how Pence approached, though, the Republican National Committee to talk about supplanting Trump as their candidate. The Pence family was reportedly completely upset by Trump's lewd comments, and former campaign aide, a former aide, said Karen Pence was especially disgusted by the whole thing. The aide said she finds him reprehensible, just totally vile. In the end, of course, Trump refused to drop out of the race, and Pence went back to supporting him. And so did, frankly, a, a lot of evangelical Christians. They, they were fine with it. Uh, and, and so he, uh, he continued. And he wound up winning. Now, uh, Billy, Billy Bush is uh, talking about how his little escapade with Trump in the bus during the Access Hollywood situation where he said these things uh, that the Atlantic was just talking about. And he thought he was just being braggadocious at the time, but now he thinks he realizes that he's serious and he does these kinds of things. So Billy Bush was asked last night on the Stephen Colbert show if he uh, looks at NBC a little bit differently for firing him in light of the Matt Lauer allegations, he got fired for just laughing at what Trump was saying, mm. right? I mean, yeah. when you think about what happened to Billy Bush, he was just sitting there and Trump was saying the disgusting things and Bush was just kind of laughing at him. Did he do anything else that I don't remember that I, I can't think of him actually grabbing any women or saying he grabbed any women? Or uh, telling dirty jokes. So he, he essentially got fired from NBC for laughing at Donald Trump. And uh, he mentioned to Stephen Colbert last night that uh, one of his bosses said maybe they acted a little bit uh, prematurely on that. <laughs> yeah, you think? And now it's a little late. A little late from that. I, I don't know what Billy Bush is doing now, but uh, he's, he's certainly... Um, not on national television. Here's what he said to Stephen Colbert. How do you feel about NBC firing you? <laughs> Especially I... in light of Matt Lauer being fired for allegations of actual sexual impropriety. I'm going to look it it was a difficult time it was a difficult time. I think it was very hot emotionally in the country. A lot of people were not comfortable with the man who was close to winning the election and a lot of things happened quickly but my mm -hmm. my boss later months later said 
publicly, I think we may have moved a little quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On uh, did on they move on you like a bitch? Is that what uh, they did? No. <laughs> I set myself up. Uh, but like, do you think like yeah. you worked on the Today Show? You had just been recently one of the co-hosts of the Today Show. Matt Lauer controlled that show. He could have protected anybody, and he did famously protect people from being fired on that show. Do you wish he would have protected you? Bush says that Lauer told him he tried, and it didn't work. Uh, pretty, pretty final for just laughing at uh, what Trump said. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Uh, great to have you here. 888 I guess the number works now. Phones were down for an hour, so they're back up. Why would you have working phones at a talk radio station? You, I bet Andorra right? has them. Uh, yes, because Andorra has a superior healthcare system, and Andorra has superior phone communications. Uh, they don't go down like they do here in the United States <laughs> of America. Right. Andorra, uh, the best country that also doubled as Samantha's mother-in-law on Bewitched. It's great. That's really awesome. Uh, so we were talking uh, about several things, but one of which are the continued, uh, the continued sexual harassment allegations just have caught up everybody. Jesse Jackson, John Singleton now being mentioned uh, for sexually harassing people that were doing... Maybe these guys shouldn't be doing photo ops with women. How about that? You just... <laughs> Just avoid that entirely. If you can't keep your hands to yourself, this applies to George George H. W. Bush too. If you can't keep your hands to yourself, don't do the photo op. Huh? I've got a solution. It's kind of a universal one. You could mm -hmm. not only gouge the eyes out, uh -huh. but you could lop the mm -hmm. arms off too. Okay. I mean, it's going to take or care just of it. tie them behind your back. Mm. Handcuff you behind your back. Mm, you could get out of this. hog tie you. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Or maybe you just. Use a little restraint and stop acting like an animal. <laughs> maybe, maybe that would be, maybe that's a good idea too. I don't know. I, I don't know. 888-933-93. But it's also to the point where all of these allegations just spur firings uh, one after another. And now the question is kind of being asked. In this environment, is hugging Okay. I'd say kind of not almost in the workplace. Um, the sexual misconduct allegations that have brought down powerful men in Hollywood, media, politics, and business are sending a shiver through the workplace. Men are wondering if it's still okay to hug a female colleague or ask about our weekend. And some are asking themselves if they ever perhaps even inadvertently cross the line. I mean, asking about our week, hey, how was your weekend? You can't do that? How could that be construed? I guess it could be. I don't know how, but uh, stranger things are happening. 
Garrison Keeler, the gentle-natured former host gentle of Public Natured. That's, that's, that's what the story says. Oh. The gentle-natured former host of Public Radio's A Prairie Home Companion. Mm-hmm. If he can be fired for accidentally placing his hand on a woman's bare back, could they get in trouble for something similar? CEO Tom Turner of BitSight Technologies, cyber company in Cambridge, Mass., that held a training session for its 270 employees on sexual harassment last month worries about the effect of the national furor in the workplace. Turner says his business takes pride in being a place where people enjoy being around each other. The company's website features photos of employees taking part in ski trips and parties. With all that going on in the media, there could be a tendency to go so far that you actually lose what is special about your company. Uh, for sure, you could. That Yes, that could absolutely happen. Um, Steve Wired, who thought he knew what sexual harassment looked like, uh, now says he's not so sure. Steve also is a veteran sales associate for a Los Angeles company. And he's retiring at the end of the month after 35 years with a company that supplies industrial washers and dryers. He says he can't recall anyone bringing up a sexual harassment complaint during his time at, at his workplace. No, that's just because they kept it to themselves, apparently. I mean, anytime that happens, the woman just didn't say it, right? Because it exists everywhere, apparently. Although Steve chalks it up to a family atmosphere in his business. He says exists, and it's employed many of the same people for decades, including fathers and daughters who work together. It's fostered a culture among its 70 employees. He says where you just treat everybody the way you want them to treat your sister. But he says his wife, the CEO at a health maintenance organization, got a complaint from a woman just last month who believed a fellow employee was getting too personal. Turned out the guy thought he was just saying, what'd you do over the weekend? Oh, my gosh. And that's getting too personal. You go to your boss and say, hey, he's sexually harassing. He's getting too personal. He asked asked me what I did this weekend. Yeah, and then what happened after that? What else did he say? He said, oh, okay, after I told him. Uh, okay that sounds like fun Uh, i I mean (laughs) i mean if he didn't say hey uh maybe i should be included in your weekend plans and we should be naked together i mean if that wasn't part of it is it not okay to ask a woman about her weekend i don't know i seriously it's it's scary and and maybe hugging is not appropriate in the workplace Hmm. you know what i hate is that is that kissy thing when you you hug them and somebody will like kiss your wife on the cheek both cheeks that's i hate that that's a like a french european thing that some people i know actually still do that and bring it to the united states of america like they do it on both sides like Uh or even one side i don't like people kissing my wife i don't kiss other people's wives i don't kiss when they hug does that happen a lot never do that yes at gatherings and Get-togethers and events? Yeah, you, you go up and you hug and you... Mm, mm, I, and I can't... Okay, so... I can't abide it. I don't like it. I'm going to give you a, a sneak peek. We've got the uh, Christmas party coming up uh, mm-hmm. this weekend here. Mm-hmm. Like, there will, pe- there will be people well, who yeah. think it's okay to kiss my wife. Well, here, here's, here's what's going to happen. On the cheek. I don't want you to be creeped and out it's not. in advance. I'm not going to kiss your wife on the cheek. No, you're not. But I am going to keep an eye mm-hmm. on her. And I am going to... On gonna my see, wife? Yeah, I'm going to see. So it, don't be creeped out if you just you see me You better guard your eyes out. You better not be looking at my wife. 
I want you to gouge your eyes out before the party. Saturday. Okay. (laughs) But then, can I gouge them out after I do this little scientific experiment? I want to count how many kissy kiss faces happen uh, for Jackie. All right. Well, I'll tell you eventually. I'll tell you who to watch for. (laughs) I know who to watch for, and he's going to be in here in 20 minutes. I just wonder if there's anybody else out there to watch for. (laughs) Uh, Jeffy, you know, that's the thing. Jeffy would never, I don't think he'd ever do that. I honestly don't think Jeffy would ever. You know, to be real, mm-hmm. Jeffy doesn't do the kissy face thing. No. He's doing far more than that. That's what I'm saying. He shows up without his pants on. And so, right. <laughs> you got other things to worry about. Oh, kissy with face. Jeffy. I ain't got to worry about kissy face. I ain't got other stuff to worry first about. First of all, first of all, <laughs> I'm just airing out the lower half of my body. <laughs> the air doesn't circulate enough in this building. Why? Why? <laughs> oh man. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety-three. So uh I I don't know. Is it appropriate to hug in the office place anymore? I, I don't know. I mean it's probably not a good seriously, it's probably not a good idea. I mean, if you can't even ask a woman how was how was what'd you do this weekend? That's too personal. Whoa, back off. Too man. personal. What are you Whoa. insinuating? What are you wow? Oof. I mean, is rape next? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right let's go to ray in florida ray you're on the blaze hi hey ray hey, Pat. hi yeah uh, i was just calling uh donald trump's coming to town uh, i'm in pensacola he'll be here uh friday donald and, trump um, is I, coming I, to town <laughs> does he see yeah. you when you're sleeping um, does he know when you're awake i hope not okay but um I posted on Facebook, and uh, I got a lot of hate mail, so much hate for it. I'm not going to see Ben Carson. I saw everybody when they come to town. So I'm kind of an anomaly. I, I'm a gay conservative. So you put, you put on your Facebook page that you're going to go see Trump in Pensacola? Yeah, I put I'm going to see Trump Friday, 7, to date, date, just, you know, jumping what, around. What were people saying? Like, I mean, you're a racist, you're a hater, you're a neo-Nazi, yeah, all of that kind of like, stuff. Really? Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I mean, it, you, you can't win. You just you can't win anymore. And yeah. the, the the hatred for Trump is so high and so right. unreasonable that right. just the mere mention of his name makes people go off. It's, right. It's and I, guess, I mean, I see every, every political figure that comes here. So it's not just, you know, I don't agree with Trump all the time. Yeah. But, so you know. like, And I want to tell you something, too. Right. I called your show about a month ago. Uh-huh. And um, I had mentioned my dad. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. Um, I'm a gay guy, and my dad – was not cool with that, but he watches your show and saw that I called in and we got to talk and it kind of mended things. I just want to tell you thanks for that. Really? Well, that's wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. Thanks yeah. for sharing that with us. I appreciate that's great. That. Bringing people together. That is great. All right. Wow. Healing, healing families. That should be our appreciate the call. Thanks, Ray. <laughs> healing <laughs> families. Pat, Pat Gray unleashed. Healing families. I, that's l- nice. Right? Let's market that. Nice. Let's do. Let's I want do t-shirts. It. Wow, that, I mean that's really really cool. Yeah, that, that is really cool. Good stuff. Uh, Clint in Minnesota, welcome to the Blaze, brother Pat. Doing your thing for the community, I love it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Say, I wanted to uh, call and just kind of put your mind at ease a little bit. Okay. Um, I have been stacking gold and silver for a long time. Uh, I think land is good. I think oil is good. What I don't think is good is Bitcoin. Oh, really? Um, no, no. I've been doing a lot of research. Um, I'm a plumber, so I don't want to work all my life. I'd like to retire when I'm 55 at least. Yeah. So I've 
been basically looking at ways of preserving my wealth. And I, I, what I have found is that the biggest owner or biggest holder of Bitcoin is the FBI. Is the FBI? So, yeah. So to think that the NSA huh. doesn't have something with their hub trans- watching all the transactions is a little ignorant, I think. Yeah. I have never heard uh, that, that the biggest holder of Bitcoin is the FBI. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. And another thing, it, it uses a ton of energy. Uh, what, what I've read is that for one transaction, it uses about as much energy to power a house for three days. Wow. So <laughs> with that logic, what, they're, what hmm. they've done through their figures is that by the year 2020, all of the world's electricity that is consumed will be by digital currencies. and i think it'll lead to a one world currency that's kind of my my biggest reason for staying away from it because once everything's digital once they get rid of cash Uh, i mean that isn't that's probably a danger yeah i i'm not excited about the one world anything hold on hold on on. clint clint how much of the world's energy will go toward transactions of bitcoin or digital currency didn't you say all of it right now it takes three days of household energy for one transaction. So they're, they made the calculations through how many Bitcoins, how many people are through these different hubs and everything. They are saying that the whole world's energy outsource could go towards cryptocurrencies. And if we're living in an artificial intelligence world, it makes sense, I guess. Okay, so we're not going to use hair dryers anymore? I mean, it's all going to go toward Bitcoin? Yeah, what, there won't the be s- lights. There won't be electricity anymore. You what's might the- want to learn how to make a fire. Yeah. And, and just <laughs> what is the source on this, Clint? What is this? Uh, help me understand where this is even coming from. Uh, there's... Uh, Multiple channels on YouTube. There's Zero Hedge. There are... Um, hmm. Now, Zero uh, Hedge is fairly legitimate. Uh, I don't know about YouTube channels. Uh, so I'd be careful with that information. But we'll uh, we'll look into it on uh, Zero Hedge for sure. Thanks for the call, Clint. Appreciate it. I, I don't know. That sounds unlikely to me. That all of the world's energy will go to... Cryptocurrency transactions? That can't be. Oh, hell no. I'm still watching the Falcons games. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Pirate electricity to watch those. Uh, So I'm looking up this uh, deal here. I'll try to find some facts on this for you. uh, Plus, by 2020, so many people are going to quit their jobs and start selling facial cream. Oh, that's true. That uh, I can't believe that much energy will be devoted to Bitcoin. Yeah, the rest of it that's left over will be going toward... Facial, facial cream, cream production. Right. Mm-hmm. John in Virginia, welcome to The Blaze. Hey, Pat. Um, hey. You're killing me on this whole kissing your wife on the cheek thing. You, you, you don't mind it? No, of course not. I mean, that's just, uh, I mean, you know, I don't like century. it. It's just the standard. I don't like it. It's um, too European to me. It's too intimate it's not European. It's, to me. It's an American thing too. And no, that's a French thing. That's like the frogs. Uh, that's why we left that continent in the first place. Because they were kissing people's wives on the cheek and we're like, no. Uh-uh. I'm going to go to a place where they don't do that. And then, no, somehow but... it followed us here. I don't know. I don't know Progressivism why. Progressivism and cheek kissing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Blame the damn French on that. I don't no, like it. There's, there's more music that has been made since Boston, and, um, <laughs> and so you disagree with me on a couple of things. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm a huge fan. I love you guys. Um, Thank you. But uh, you know, you gotta name one. Uh, name one decent piece of music that's come out since Boston. Oh, 
Go ahead. Uh, One. You can't. I'm going to go blank. Just say yeah. you two. Just say you two. Just because you. Well, you two, definitely. Uh, you know, but I mean, there's so much out there. Oh, you're killing me. Well, you can't even come up with one thing. He just said you too. Uh, Keith gave that to you. I, I need one thing. Um, yeah, I yeah. wasn't calling to talk about music. So, All right. You know, I'm, All right. I'm Thanks. blanking out right now. Appreciate it. Thanks, John. Uh, 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. Let me tell you about Filter Buy, uh, because this is an awesome company. First of all, it's made in America they make all their filters right here in the United States. And so if you haven't changed your filter for a while, this is a really great thing to think about doing. In fact, not stop thinking and just do it because you're trapping mold and pet dander and pollen and all kinds of crud in your home, especially for the winter when you're not opening things up. And if your filters, uh, your furnace's filter hasn't been changed in a while, you're just recycling all that nonsense all the way through your house. So go to filterby.com, and it's really easy. You just search by the size you need, the brand name you want, or the Merv rating you're looking for. If you have a, some kind of strange size filter, that's no problem. They'll literally make one just for you. And when you order it, your filters are shipped free within 24 hours. And all the filters, again, made right here in the United States. So you can also set up auto delivery. That saves you 5%. On your purchase, and you never have to worry about it again because when it's time to change your filters, they arrive at your doorstep. Go to filterbuy.com today, get the best price on top quality filters shipped free within 24 hours. Filterbuy.com. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, by the way, Jeffy, coming up with uh, Chewing the Fat and Stu, top of the third hour, to explain uh, this gambling thing to us. Uh, gambling and these candidates, sort of, and what chance they each have. 888 uh, We had a caller talking about the Bitcoin mining. Uh, he was talking about Bitcoin transactions. Actually, we looked it up on Zero, Zero Hedge, and what they're talking about with the electricity drain on, on the world is, is Bitcoin mining. Because when you mine, it takes, it takes a lot of electricity to mine with Bitcoin. You have to keep an algorithm going all the time on your computer. And so, yeah, that, that drains the system a little bit. Um, but according to... Digicom Digiconomists Bitcoin Energy Consumption Index as of uh, November 20th, 2017. Bitcoin's current estimated annual electricity consumption stands at 29.05 terawatts. Uh, that's the equivalent of 0.13% of total global electricity consumption. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it means Bitcoin mining is now using more electricity than 159 individual countries. <laughs> wow. More than Ireland or Nigeria. How about Andorra? 
I, I would assume, although they didn't specifically mention Andorra, because mm. they believe that's just Samantha's mother-in-law or mother on Bewitched. Mm-hmm. And Andorra is Especially such, Darren's mother-in-law. Such a great country. I'm sure yeah. they're very green, too. I'm sure. They're not using all that electricity. So, so the headline, though, on mm-hmm. the uh, Zero Hedge article was, Will Bitcoin Mining Consume All the World's Current Electricity Production by 2020? And they think maybe, but I, I can't imagine it. Will really, will there be that many people mining Bitcoin? It depends on how much it's worth. If it's worth a million dollars of a coin, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, 888-933-93. Also, House of Cards. We've heard that, you know, they stopped production, and then they, they got rid of Kevin Spacey. And then it, the whole future of the series was in doubt. They stopped the production, and now they're they're going to resume production without Kevin Spacey. Star had been filming episodes for season six, but uh, CEO of Netflix, Ted Sarandos, has now revealed that uh, they fired the actor, and they're going to refocus on Robin Wright. The House of Cards actor was removed from Ridley Scott's crime drama, too, last month after a whole bunch of allegations of sexual misconduct. And so they're excited to bring closure to the fans, they say. And uh, Kevin Spacey will not be part of it. Spacey was replaced on the movie he lost by Christopher Plummer. They haven't said who's going to replace him yet, as far as I've seen. Have you seen anything on on who's replacing him on House of Cards, if anybody? Maybe nobody. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh-uh. Um... It's going to be weird. Yeah, that's that's strange. When you're used to the guy for five seasons, and it was kind of his series to begin with, I think. Isn't he the one that brought it to Netflix? Yeah, that, and he's the president of the United States. So, Right. <laughs> he's the president on right now on well, the current Well, I will season? say that um, I haven't seen it in quite a while. So, um, so he was, though, I, at yeah, one point. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to Gordon in Florida. Gordon, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Um, I had a, a thought that the, the timing is just impeccable with uh, Roy Moore uh, being backed by Trump now or being endorsed by Trump. And now the RNC is saying that they're going to reinstate their fundraising campaign with them. It's just crazy to me that now Conyers, the day after all that happens, that Conyers is now stepping down from office. It seems like it's a pretty um, good way for the DNC to say in 2018, um, you know, we were good enough to make our guys step down for the same sort of allegations. Why is the RNC still, you know, have this child molesting dirtbag in office? Yeah, uh, I'm sure they'll try that because they'll they'll do anything it takes to win. Um, right. But they're going to have a problem if they don't also force uh, Al Franken out of office. Because the Republicans could point to Franken and say he's still here. So maybe you guys should, I don't know, shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Gordon. Appreciate it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Roy Moore is going to haunt the Republican Party in twenty eighteen, no matter if he wins or loses. There's a, there's but there's going to be a lot of things that haunt the Republican Party in twenty eighteen, like the fact that they don't do anything. Yep. Like the fact that they haven't repealed Obamacare, and if they don't get a good tax cut bill, if they don't actually reform taxes, the Senate bill doesn't reform anything. It keeps. All, in fact, I think it adds an extra tax bracket 
So they're not reforming anything. They're lowering a couple of brackets a little tiny bit. And then they're, they're lowering the business rate quite a bit, which is great. But most of that is not tax reform. And it's not really reform either, much of a reform from the House, although they limited the brackets to three. So if you think that's a big deal, then yeah, maybe the House bill is more to your liking. Neither one of them did much for me. And so I think that's going to be the downfall, if there is one, of the Republican Party. They're just not, they're, they're worthless. They're, they're not doing anything. And so um, they're not going to have much to hang their hat on. Actually, I think President Trump has more to hang his hat on than Congress does. He's got Gorsuch going for him. He's got the uh, EPA regulations that he's, he's actually eliminating some of them. He took us out of the Paris Accord. And he's giving land back to the states. He's doing a huge states' rights uh, thing right now by giving land back to Utah that is rightfully theirs. Uh, 888-900-3393. Wow, they're showing scenes of the fire in Southern California. Just another massive fire that's destroying all kinds of things in its path. And 27,000 homes have been evacuated. Wow. 888-900-3393. We got Chewing the Fat with Jeffy coming up next. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. Yep. Hello. This is Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Now it's time for... For... <laughs> Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. Hello. Jeffy. Welcome to it. So, this weekend, um, the Pontiac Silverdome. They decided, you know what, we're going to get rid of it. We've had enough concerts here. It's a, it's falling apart. Well, it's old, yeah. It's old, yeah. I mean, I've I've actually been to the Silverdome when it was, you know, well, my grandfather took me there when it was new, back in the seventies. And football. Uh, you know, a little, when I was a little kid there. Uh-huh. We went there to the Silverdome, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, hmm. at one time, I remember my grandfather telling me about Elvis Presley performing there on New Year's. Uh, really? In fact, uh, he ripped uh. his pants on stage uh, that New Year's. <laughs> He ripped his. Was it? Yeah, it was one of fat the, Elvis or, or well, skinny it was, you Elvis? Know, an, an Elvis that was struggling with a, <laughs> with a weight problem. <laughs> so it was fat it was, Elvis. Well, was and a, he ripped his in pants the 70s, yeah, the mid seventies on stage. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's it was a New Year's Eve show. Yeah, wow. <laughs> but they uh, they screwed it up. And if you watch this footage here, you can see how the Silver Dome this weekend. Um, oh, what did we do? Uh, what? We didn't do it right. Uh, some of the charges didn't go off. What? 
It was really. It was oh, they fascinating. tried to bring it down. Yeah, and uh, it this didn't weekend, work. and it didn't work. Do we have footage? We of should that? have footage there if you're go. watching there on the Blaze Television Network. All right. So, okay. Uh, well, you can see them start to go of explosions off. Lots. Uh, you know, no, no, those were the wrong ones. So they didn't go completely. Uh, off. Well, no, the stadium's still standing. Happened. Oh, sorry. Just... Who screwed <laughs> that up? Wow. <laughs> they were really. Uh, I don't, quite upset. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I was quite upset. One of my and before we get to then hmm. they, they said it was going to take quite some time for them to <laughs> to do it right. Yeah, you know. But then uh, we found out that uh, they were gonna that they were gonna do it earlier this week again. They were gonna try it again. But one of my favorite things that they should have probably done at this particular uh, implosion mm-hmm. was what happened at the Georgia Dome. Uh, they were imploding the Georgia Dome not very long ago. And they had the camera set up, and you can watch it on Blaze Television if you're watching now. They had the camera set up, and here it comes. It's time. Oh, the Georgia Dome's going to come down. Magic bus. Oh, and the bus pulls up in front of the camera. <laughs> so that sucks. Oh man, because that's really cool to see when it yeah, implodes like uh-huh. that. That's, I know it's fun to watch. I mean, you couldn't have timed it better for that yeah. bus, though. It was fantastic in the Georgia Dome. And then the, and then the bus pulls away. And it pulls away, and, and it's done, and we're done. Gone. But uh, so the, the Silver Dome <laughs> people who said it was going to take quite a while on Saturday this weekend, they thought. I heard you know the first reports were all oh, would take weeks. We've got to go through and see what went wrong. No. Uh, they hooked it up uh, yesterday. And uh, here's the footage of uh, the Silver Dome uh, finally coming down, right. the roof off, and some of the explosions actually went off uh, this time. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're going. And it came right down. And you watched, if you continue out through the through the video, I mean, I don't know that I want to be in that smoke and yeah. uh, the That's dust. Bad, yeah. I know I don't want to be in it. I mean, you don't know what's yeah. in that, man. You see those oh. that, all that dust going over that huge parking lot of cars yeah. and all those people there watching that? That's too close for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know what's, I mean, I That's maybe. Got, mm-hmm. You know, that was built, what, probably before the asbestos stuff, I mean, right? you want to talk, I don't know that you could stand in front of a filter by filter and be saved with that much dust, man. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> You oof, need to wrap yourself in filter by filters, man. <laughs> I think one of the greatest lines on Twitter this weekend was, eh, it's not a big deal. The Lions imploded plenty of times in that stadium. Oh, that's, that's a fact. funny. <laughs> that's a good line. That's a fact. Yeah. So we also have uh, news uh, that uh, the Jesse Ventura case against Chris Kyle and Kara Kyle and the whole thing, that's over. Uh, it's finally done. Uh, and? The eight. 1.8 million verdict overturned ends the it case. It was overturned. Ends the case. They worked out a deal. Thank goodness. They worked out a deal. Okay. Which was what? Now they said uh, Ventura said at a news conference that uh, he would not tell the reporters how much money he received for settling this defamation case. <laughs> but notice, uh, I'm smiling about it. He and his lawyer would not say whether the money came from publisher Harper Collins. Or its insurance company, but Ventura said it didn't come from Kyle's widow or his estate. He's still a douchebag, mm-hmm. and he said, and also, uh, I didn't get an apology. Good, you, good. Should, you don't deserve one. You don't. No what kidding. A piece of garbage. Twelve. He definitely is. Twelve people. Now, if you don't, if you're not familiar with this, Chris Kyle said that he knocked Jesse Ventura on his ass one time in a bar uh, because he he insulted. Yeah. Men who uh, had lost their lives. Well, he's, SEAL members. And he said in the story, he called them, he nicknamed him Scruff Face. Yeah. And then later said that it was Ventura. Yeah. Uh, he was asked on a radio show and he admitted it then. And he probably shouldn't have. I know. Uh, but it's hard to believe. He wasn't even in the book. He wasn't even in the book. I know. He wasn't named. But 12 
people backed up his story. Twelve who were there saw it happen, and still Ventura somehow won that lawsuit. I don't. I I don't understand it. I don't either. He is a a huge. And Chris Kyle was gone by the time he won it, and so it was supposedly coming out of the funds of uh, yeah, of the foundation and the family money. Yeah. Yeah. That was set up for the kids and everything, and I'm glad that that didn't happen for yeah. darn sure. But just so you know, you know, if you're fighting, if you're thinking to yourself, "Gee, I wonder about Jesse Ventura." You know, he's a former professional wrestler, occasional movie actor. He served as Minnesota's governor from '93 to 2003. But now, if you're looking, say, "Well, where can I find him now?" Uh, he hosts the World According to Jesse uh, for the Russian government-funded RT Television Network. So. Uh, that just uh, wow. continues on uh, the douchiness of wow. Jesse Ventura. Well, he's a huge conspiracy theorist. Oh, he's, yeah. I mean, he's deep into the 9-11 stuff. Uh, he's just a douche. <laughs> he is. He is. Yeah. Now, I want to, before, I, I've, got the, I've got the top tweets of 2017 here for you today. And uh, okay. you know, Donald Trump, not sure if he made the top 10 most retweeted tweets <laughs> of 2017 or not. All right. But before we get to that. I just want to say that I now, I hold in my hand proof that I didn't cheat in the armadillo race mm. for Mercury One in mm-hmm. the Cowboy Ball. Mm-hmm. All right, I have changed the rules. The rules have now been changed in professional armadillo racing because of me. <laughs> okay, uh, the rules have now been changed that we have not had to alter our racing rules in 37 years. But thanks to you, we are now adding. <laughs> No manipulating or rearranging or removal of the armadillo track or racing surface by the jockey or anyone inside the Dillo race. So I didn't I, cheat. I okay? would, you cheated on. Okay. You cheated on the money thing. I used the rules to, the to my advantage. I didn't care that you picked up the. I just wanted that thing over with. I didn't care if you won, if I won, if Stu won. Just somebody, please, well, for the love of heaven, get your armadillo to the end of this strip, well, please. I did care. I did. I was victorious, and you were victorious. That's Thank great. You. That's great. I'm glad you. Were I able still to do my it. favorite. My favorite part of that was holding the armadillo up over my head. And the Which armadillo said, was kind don't, of freaking out. Don't do that, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. He, yeah, the armadillo like the didn't Stanley like it. Cup. The armadillo, yeah. The armadillo <laughs> didn't like it, and he was standing. Put it down, put it down, put it down, put it down. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, so the top tweets. Top tweets of 2017. Ah, uh, no, Donald Trump did not uh, make the top ten. Most retweeted. Very sad. Very sad. sad. Most retweets are from around the world, but Obama made the list for three times in the top. Did he really? Yes, he did. For what tweets? Now, he had in the most liked category, the top three most liked was one from Obama. Uh, No one is born hating another person because of color or or of his skin or his background or his religion. Four four and a half million likes. Mm. Four and a half million likes. And his uh, second uh, most liked was the uh, John McCain is an American hero. One of the bravest fighters I've ever known. Cancer doesn't know what it's up against. Give it hell, John. <laughs> Two million likes. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Ariana Grande, broken from the bottom of my heart. I'm so sorry. I don't have words. Two and a half million likes. For what? What was she sorry about? I think that was the. Sh- no, I think this is her concert that yeah. got attacked. In right, in, Fran- in, in, in Europe, right? In Britain. In Britain. Oh. Right. Oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. It wasn't Vegas. It was the concert in, yeah. in England. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, you know, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, the most uh, tweeted about elected world leaders, of course, was Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, most tweeted U.S. elected official, of course, was Trump. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's just the way it is. But number 10, coming in at number 10 on the list, on our way to number one, was a Seth Joseph, which was a suicide hotline tweet that uh, had uh, 604,000 retweets and 122,000 likes. Wow. Pretty, pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Martin, underscore six, punter for the Lions, mm-hmm. uh, came in at number nine. He uh, he had a picture of he and his dog. Uh, Leo and I are donating six pounds of dog food to Houston for every retweet this gets. And uh, he got 623,407 retweets. So you multiply that that's, by six, that's and that's a, how much dog food that's he a donated. Bit of dog food. Yeah, that's a lot of. <laughs> I mean, that's like hunters dog. don't make that much. <laughs> wow! Wow. Okay, what was the guy's name? Uh, Sam Martin. And who's he? A Sam punter Martin for? Six of the Lions. He's Lions punter. Yeah. Sam Martin. Sam Martin. Uh, we got to find out his mm-hmm. salary. Sam. Martin. Okay, so well, he <laughs> got a four-year extension. Worth thirteen point oh, six yeah. million, He's including making two and a half million a year. No oh. signing bonus was two and a half. Annual average annual salary three point four million. Ah, no problem. That's not bad. No, that's not bad. Plus, that's I mean, what's he gonna? Is he? Is the dog food company not gonna throw in some? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. So I mean, how much does? So it was six hundred thousand. He got six hundred twenty-three thousand four hundred seven retweets, but he got you know two over two hundred thousand likes. And he was going to give six. But the retweets is what six pounds of dog food to Houston for every retweet. So that's like three point six million pounds of dog food. (laughs) What would that cost? Uh, Eight hundred billion thousand dollars. Eight hundred billion trillion quadrillion dollars. He's got to get a little bit of a deal, right? Yeah, I would, <laughs> you got to get so. a little you bit of a deal. You got to buy that stuff at Sam's Costco. Yeah, you got to have that shipped in from China, <laughs> the ships. Let's go. <laughs> this is the recalled stuff. Now, coming in at number eight uh, is President Obama uh, at uh, 630,000 retweets. Uh, it's been an honor of my life to serve you. Yes. You made me a better leader and a better man. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> number seven, LeBron James. I'm not quite sure I understand. You bum at Steph Curry already said he ain't going. That's 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 the the one against uh, Trump, right? Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, ain't no invite. Going to White House was a great honor until you showed up. Oof. Oof. Six hundred and sixty thousand retweets. Those guys are doing themselves over a million likes. No, they are not. I'm sure their fans love it, but they're not doing themselves any favors. No, they are not by splitting their fans that way. I know. That's really stupid. Really stupid. I know. Uh, Curry is doing it a lot. Uh, LeBron James has done it. Whatever. You know, it's your it's your, it's your stinking uh, career. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. Go ahead. I know. Lincoln Park uh, just was uh, the retweet was the, the Lincoln Park was uh, 787,000. It was just a picture of when uh, of when their man died. Uh, yeah. Crazy, I know. So sad. sad. Mm-hmm. President Obama coming in at number five. Still on the list. He's just tearing up the top ten list. Uh, thank you, everything. My last ask is the same as my first. I'm asking you to believe, not in my ability to create change, but in yours. I'm asking that you please shut up (laughs) and go away. Goodbye, Marxist. (laughs) Haunt us no longer, Mr. Obama. Ariana Grande, the same tweet, uh, comes in that uh, had the most likes at uh, 2,600,000. She got the most retweets, uh, number four on that, too. Uh, Over Mm -hmm. a million retweets 
uh, broken from the bottom of my heart. I'm so sorry. I don't have the words. Okay. Uh, with the current devastation in Houston, Penn State, IFC. With the current devastation in Houston, we are pledging 15 cents for every retweet this gets. Please forward this along to help out those in need. They got 1,167,325 retweets. Wow. So wow. 15 cents, that's what, 800 billion? Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. If I you, think that should be our answer for everything because I'm there with you, man. Whatever. 800 billion. <laughs> 800 billion dollars. Like 800 billion? Yeah, it's got to be 800 billion. <laughs> uh, coming into number two, coming Barack in. Obama. At number two. Barack Obama. Oh, this is the one that had the most likes, too, where he's looking in the window with the with the three different kids. And you can see it if you're watching on Blaze TV. No one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his Aww. background of his religion. That's, that's a sweet photo. It is. Too. That's beautiful. Yeah. Now, you, you think that that's number two and you think, oh, well, man, what's going to be number one? It's got to be something worthy. Well, it is by Carter Wilkinson. And if you ask who's Carter Wilkinson, uh, nobody really knows. He just tweeted Wendy's saying, yo, at Wendy's, how many retweets for a year of free chicken nuggets? Wendy's responded, 18 million. He replied, consider it done. <laughs> he, got, <laughs> he did not get 18 million. What did he get? He got 3,637,948. Oh, that is pretty good. They should have given I, him that. I, I don't, they, they may have. have done it. They may have. I don't know. That's I don't know cool. what they did. But he got you know, almost, a, almost a million likes. Wow. And almost 38,000 replies. I mean, wow. he got over 30, 38,000 replies. But 3,600,000. That's pretty good. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, that's I mean, awesome. that's got to be worth a couple of nuggets anyway, right? I would think so. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. That's Gotta be, gotta yeah. be. All right, we. Yeah, are you done? Is that- I can't be. I, I got right. interested in the John Conyers stuff today a little bit, and I was looking at, back at his, at what a life he's had. Yes, and his yeah. family, you know, and his wife, uh-huh, and uh-huh. his wife going to jail, and the divorce, and you know, he was sick. John Conyers the third. Okay, uh-huh. we were joking around about because he's eighty-eight, and we originally yeah. we thought, what is he sixty? Yeah. He's like twenty-eight. Yeah, he's, he's Conyers, had- but Conyers didn't have his first kid till he was sixty. His first kid is Conyers the third is like twenty eight. That's his oldest son. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the wife the wife divorced him a couple years ago, or they, you know, the the story was divorcing him a couple years ago, and she was fifty at the time. So he when huh. they were when they got married, uh, let's see what I got highlighted in here when they got married. He was uh, sixty one. She was twenty five. Was that his? F- <laughs> wow! Really? Yeah. Was that his only wife? Or yes. Really? Yep. And according to a former campaign manager, uh, uh, Monica worked as a photographer for Conyers during his unsuccessful Detroit mayoral bid uh, before they were married. So she was, you know, just hanging around, taking some pictures of John. John was taking <laughs> care great. of a little business. <laughs> That's great. You know, yesterday we talked a little bit about uh, former BYU player uh, uh, Taysom Hill. Yeah. Right, because he's, yeah, a, he's a third-string quarterback on the Saints. And what a, what. And he what went an athlete out, he was. And went out and, and uh, had a couple of great tackles and almost a blocked punt or two on special teams. The only quarterback I've ever seen play special teams like that. Here's what uh, Drew Brees said about him. Oh, there you go. The conference afterwards. This is awesome. Jason Hill, man. What a stud. Had two special teams tackles. Looked like he got close to a couple punts as well. Um, he was yeah. a rush team. I was really happy for him. You know, yeah. you always say the more you can do, right? The more you can do. Um, and his, I think his attitude and his just you know, mm-hmm. embracing the opportunity just to get on the field and help the team in whatever way he could. Right. Um, right. He's a big, strong, talented guy. But, you know, 
not every day you, you say, hey, quarterback, you know, who's never played special teams ever, or have you playing in an NFL game, you know, running down on kickoffs and rushing punts and tackling people. You know, that's that's a big chore, and uh, he did a great job today. Pretty awesome. That is pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty cool from and, a well, hall of future Hall of Fame. One of the like things that, that was, he, I don't know that Drew said it. He, he may have uh, made have just been uh, whispered it, but he also said, "I think he's crazy for doing that because he's <laughs> yeah, gonna get I would never do it. I'm not, there's not a I'm chance not in hell that. I'm doing that." Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up in a second. Uh, let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Everybody loves a good under, underdog story. You know, David and Goliath, Rudy from Notre Dame course our sitting president donald trump think back to the election he won because everybody saw him as the underdog conservatives went to the polls in record numbers because they wanted to support him and right now we need the underdog patriot mobile to be supported the only conservative cell phone company in the fight the big mobile companies are all out there using their money to promote the left the, and nobody's stopping them nobody is stopping they just pour your money that you give them every Millions. month for your bill Billions and billions of dollars uh, when you add it all up and they pump it into Planned Parenthood and uh, gun control and all of those things. Patriot Mobile does the opposite. They'll they'll give to causes that uh, support life. They'll give to causes that like the NRA. So they have your values. And that's why they're doing something special for the Christmas season right now. If you join Patriot Mobile on any of their talk, text, and data plans during the month of December, you receive a new iPhone 5S for a penny a month when you commit nice. to supporting them for 24 months. Is up there to any way two that, per customer. How do I find them, though? I mean, do I walk around and just holler and hope they show up? Fortunately, or? there's a phone number that you oh. can call. It's 1-800-APATRIOT, 1-800-APATRIOT, or... Wow. Or if you don't have a phone, but you do have and internet, you need a phone. You can do this. You can go patriotmobile.com. That's patriotmobile.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. It's uh, great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. Uh, Jimmy in Utah, welcome to the Blaze. Hey, hey, Pat, how are you, man? Doing um, good. I, yesterday, yesterday's episode, you guys talked about uh, Times Person of the Year. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to see some recognition for Glenn and Mercury One for everything that they've done as far as rescuing the slaves. It would be you know, nice. Something, something nice that happens in humanity yeah. um, totally gets overlooked in the mainstream media. Sadly, that'll um, never happen, that, but it would be nice. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one other thing. Uh, last month, you guys had somebody on there promoting a book about you know putting computer chips in people's bodies and us, them tracking us at the supermarket. Um, I have an alternative for you, and I guarantee it works every time. Okay. Um, you're a fan of music. Jenny's number, 8675309. No matter where you are, you put in whatever the local area code number is, put in that phone number, and somebody has already created that. So you get the instant savings on whatever it is you're buying, and somebody else can have the rewards. <laughs> it works. I, I do it at Walgreens all the time, and there's like six names that come up, and I'm like, yeah, just the first guy. That's me. 
<laughs> I like that. That is it awesome. I like it that. It worked, and you'll never forget it. <laughs> Jimmy, is it too late to nominate you for Time Magazine's Person of the Year, sir? Because you deserve it, my friend. That is that's brilliant. I like it. All right, thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> I'll bet. Yeah, in every city, somebody's got to have eight six seven five three zero nine. That's genius. Yep. Yeah, it is. It is genius. So you just put in one of the many area codes of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, mm-hmm. and it uh, probably fits. Yeah, and right? you get your discount. <clears throat> get your discount. Somebody's Someti- getting the points. And I will say, sometimes those discounts are like, you know, five cents. Other times, they're pretty steep discounts. Like, if you buy steak, yeah, and you don't buy it with the card, uh-huh. you know, the steak is like $89 a pound without the card, and it's $7 with the pound, with the card. It's like, okay, come on. 8675309. Yes. That's my new number. 8675309. Ask for Jenny. <laughs> Uh, 888-900-3393. In just a few minutes, we're going to be talking to Stu about some of the uh, presidential candidates that the Democrats are going to trot out. I mean, you know, people, uh, again, like retreads, Bernie Sanders. Is there anybody who's going to vote for an 80-year-old Bernie Sanders? We'll talk to Stu about it and see what the odds are. Uh, because this gambling gambling uh, service has put the odds out. And it's, it's a strange one. I don't understand it. Stu gets this gambling stuff. We'll talk to him about that coming up on The Blaze. Pat Gray, only on The Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 uh, Joined by Stu Bergieri. Uh, Stu. Yeah, I'm a longtime Ber- listener, first time guest. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Stu Bergier. Um, yeah, the breaking news right now is that uh, Russia is being excluded from the Winter Games because of steroids. The whole stinking team is being excluded because of steroids. Uh, this happened to their, was it their Special Olympics team? Or no, their, their, uh, the, the, no, it was the handicap team or whatever mm-hmm. they call that. What do they call the, you know, the games after the game? Well, let you carry this one. The, <laughs> the, uh, the, the paraplegia, para, yes, paralympics. The Paralympic paralympic team. Team. The Paralympic team. I don't, I don't think any term, you're not safe saying any term. No, you're not. To describe. That's, that is true. I don't know it what a, is right. It was a team of Russian athletes in another a- game. Athletes who, without legs. I don't, what, okay. where, where do you go with that? It's a good charity, I, by the way. Athletes without legs. Fantastic charity. It, <laughs> it great is. Paralympians. Paralympians. Paralympians, yes. Ooh. Their whole Paralympian team was it. excluded <laughs> last time, and now their regular, their team for the uh, Winter Games mm-hmm. is being excluded from uh, the Korea Games. Wow, that's yeah, amazing. It's a big deal. I mean, I know uh, th- there's been rumors, and I would say evidence of long-term drug use since the 1985 documentary uh, <laughs> Rocky IV. Which why, did, discussed, why didn't I see that um, coming? Oh, um, no, I know. Um, <laughs> which it showed one of their uh, famous boxers, 
uh, Ivan Drago, uh-huh. uh, uh-huh. using illicit substances over and over again to get yeah. incredible strength, hmm. incredible, um, including uh, up to eighteen hundred and fifty pounds per square inch. Because <laughs> when pressure. he punched the thing, yeah. it showed the pressure go up to eighteen hundred and fifty pounds. It's pretty pretty amazing. And that's a lot. That's a man. Look, it's not right. Yeah, and he actually did wind up killing someone. Thank you. Yes, that's that's true, Keith. Uh, the, you know, it was, I, I mean, was it murder? It was in. The, it was in. It, it was, was in, in the, the context of sports. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh, it was a, a, a an exhibition mm-hmm. uh, about. However, mm-hmm. when you're using uh, illicit substances, I mean, I think there's a, a question about charges that were never there's brought. There's some culpability there, I think. Mm-hmm. I think so. Ivan. So something. And I don't think he ever paid the price. No, did he? I don't think so. so. I mean, he never had. It, he never was able to make another movie. No, basically. <laughs> I think no, it was like The Punisher, maybe. <laughs> and I think he was like. And then there was like uh, kind of missing of, in missing in action. 17 or something something like that yeah yeah and isn't he like a uh in real life he's like a um ivan drago slash uh dolph lundgren is like a physicist or something <laughs> is he really in, in the real world he's like like a physicist or some like a he's like some guy? amazing scientific mind apparently oh wow um and that's not part of the documentary you would never that's guess part that. of real life but you would never guess <laughs> no. that from the documentary because he doesn't like, seem to speak I much <laughs> okay you will lose <laughs> that's his best, probably his best line uh, no, 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 in the no, film no 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 Yasabia! no if he dies if he, he dies he dies he dies that's the greatest line of the movie uh, it's pretty good mm-hmm. it's pretty good yeah Pretty uh, much what happened last night watching the uh, Monday Night game. Did you guys watch that? Cow. That They're, was basically the attitude of that entire game. It seemed like. Yeah. It was, just, it was a brutal game, uh, and somebody was actually paralyzed at least for a short time. Yeah, they don't. There's no word that he's Shazier? not. Yeah, Shazier. Ryan yeah. Shazier. Now he had had a brutal hit on somebody else a couple of years ago in a game against. Uh, against uh, uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati as well. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there have been trading uh, ridiculous uh, blows back and forth for a while. I got to say, like, as a guy, and, you know, you know, we talk about football all the time and have for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, that was actually a difficult game to watch. I mean, it was, yeah, I, I found myself, like, squeamish watching it. Troy Aikman even said that. That it was a diff- this is a hard game to watch yeah. for a lot of reasons. It's bad for the NFL. It's bad for football. It was bad. It was bad. It wasn't bad for my fantasy team, of course, because I have Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. So as usual, <laughs> I'm beating. Where everybody. are you fantasy land this year? Are uh, you? Uh, it'll be a first place yet again after two straight wow. championships. Wow. Uh, having those two guys on a team mm-hmm. pretty much guarantees you you're going to lead the league in points, which again I am. Congratulations. So that was pretty much the reason I wanted to come on as a brag about my fantasy team in a league that no one knows or can follow even if they choose to. Is there money involved in that one? Uh, well, I, Pat, I, I don't feel comfortable talking about gambling. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't. Really? It's not something that I. Because kind of what you're here for is to talk about gambling. <laughs> really? I yeah. Uh, the, I, the ills of, of gambling? Because, no, I mean, I, I, look, I don't partake I myself in. sort of partook in some of the ills of gambling no, I, from time to time. I will say in a mm. uh, in a stocking, I did receive one scratch-off ticket when I was eight. Okay. Um, in a stocking. But I refused to scratch it <laughs> because I didn't think it was right to partake. You, went, you held uh, on to it for. 13 years until you were of legal age. And uh, now well, I'm catch this thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, no. I just I refuse to scratch. It's still unscratched <laughs> at home, but uh, it was a it was a present, so I felt. But you've held on it to it for 32 years. But, yeah, yeah I figured that was a good idea. That's interesting. It's aging. I mean, okay. I think it's interest. You get interest on those, right? Uh huh. So at oh, some point, I'm, I'm going to sure. cash that puppy in. Okay. Um, yeah. No, they're actually going into. They're doing a a big case on 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 gambling right now. As to whether it will become legal nationwide uh, on sports, 
And Chris Christie's a big proponent of this. Um, they which, might as well at this yeah. point, right? I mean, everybody's doing it anyway. Yeah. It, it, and I, now you've got all these different gambling places that do it. What was the place that we were advertising for a while and maybe still are? Or uh, can't in Texas you know, or something Oh, now? you have a FanDuel. Yeah, FanDuel. Uh, FanDuel, excellent. You got uh, all, of those, all of those deals, FanDuel yep. and... and now, Daily Fantasy of, Sports, of course, completely different than gambling. I don't know oh, why that's bring completely those up. Yeah. different. I don't even um, know why it came up in the context of gambling. I don't understand right. either. <laughs> it's totally different. <laughs> it's totally different. Uh, totally different situation. Completely. But I understand, uh, you know, they're both <laughs> related to sports. So that's probably what you meant. <laughs> that's uh, what I was thinking. Okay, yeah. Because you're right. First of all, everyone does it. Although, I will say, not exactly a great um, uh, reason to make something legal, right? The yeah. fact that everyone does it. They, they say that right. all the time. It's like, well, no, just because everyone does it and, everyone, and maybe everyone's going to jail for it, that doesn't mean you have to make it legal. Like, right. that's you're supposed to adjust your behavior if it's the wrong thing to do. However, gambling, let's be honest about it. It's a huge part of, uh, of sports at this point. Mm-hmm. And the law that uh, initially banded in the first place was a giant piece of government overreach. There's no reason why the federal government needs to monitor whether you are placing wagers on games. Now, of course, there are business restrictions that apply to every business. But what they did is they they were able to grandfather in a few states. I want to say it was seven states at the time. And the only one that had it active at this point was Vegas or or, uh, Nevada, um, they were obviously they have it. It's been functioning the whole time. There are a few other states that had rights to do certain things when it comes to gambling. Mm-hmm. Um, New Jersey was uh, was in that group. Delaware was in that group. There's a few that had, uh, and they tried to as gambling got more important or more popular, tried to basically launch themselves halfway into this industry. They all want to do it, and they all pushed as far as they could. But I mean, in reality, like you know, when you are a state. And you can run a lottery in your state. There is absolutely no argument against being able to. That's for sure. To uh, be, to gamble on sports. I mean, yeah. you know, look, you could say that gambling is really bad. And you can make a federal law banning it. I mean, I, I you know, as a small mm-hmm. government guy, I'm not a big fan of those sorts of things. But you can't, as a government, be running a lottery yeah. and then criticize others for gambling. It's really insane. I will say though, Montana has adopted gambling. Uh, everything but slots, I think, uh, mm-hmm. and so. These casinos have popped up all over the place in every city. Yeah, and it just it it's uh, wonderful. Yeah, I know it's uh, it's great. Not, and, uh, not, not wonderful. Not no. not the word you were looking for. No, I no, you know it's really trashed the town. I mean, my it's, hometown of Helena is. I mean, I've talked about the main streets before. They've yeah. gotten even meaner. <laughs> I don't since think gambling. that's possible. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I mean, there's been mixed results. I think you know, depending yeah. on where you look. I mean, it's, some of them worked out very well. Uh, some, you know, have usually a lot of government influence. I mean, you see the way that Atlantic City kind of ran itself into the ground eventually. Yep. Um, well, had, I mean, that made just a New Jersey handicap there. Yes. And also, yeah, I mean, Atlantic City wasn't exactly, you know, the, the greatest place on earth before that. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> so true. It's like, uh, uh, but, like, you know, that, some of the Indian casinos have, have improved the areas. There's some uh, nice that's ones. true. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, it's yeah. not all bad. It's a mixed bag, I think, at some point. You can do things right and you can do things wrong. Um, you know, but I, 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 it goes to me comes back to the idea of whether the federal government should be doing it, and mm-hmm. I, I think like at this point, you know, people, you're right. Like people will screw things up. They'll make mistakes. They'll they'll there'll be some that abuse it, just like you know, alcohol and just like you know, many other things. Um, but I, you know, I don't think the government should be involved in it. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, 
I think it, it certainly makes at this point it's like it's kind of like what they did with alcohol initially. Like they passed a constitutional amendment to ban it, right? And and really, why did they not? Why did they get rid of the ban? It wasn't because they just had this. You know what? We just want to be less involved in people's lives. It was that the enforcement wasn't working, right? They were having lots of problems with the enforcement. Mm-hmm. And so they just sort of just kind of threw their hands up and just said, you know, yeah, ah, this doesn't seem to be working out that well. And they just gave up on it. That's sort of where yep. they are with gambling now. I mean, right or wrong, they're, they're losing by so much on this battle, especially with the Internet. It's impossible mm-hmm. to win. Right. So they've basically just given up on it. And the law they passed didn't stop internet gambling at all. I mean, it just stopped Americans from running companies related to it, um, and and make and improved the power of people who are doing shady offline sort of wagering companies and and shady uh, payment handling companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's a it's a huge growth business that the America has not participated in, largely because of people trying to protect you know places like. You know, Vegas. Yeah. I mean, you look at the people who uh, are uh, fighting against online gaming laws. A lot of times they're guys, people from Atlantic City and they're people from Vegas mm. who are fighting because like, they're so morally opposed to gambling <laughs> uh, in Vegas and Atlantic City that they just can't handle it. Yeah, and at the heart of this is the Tenth Amendment. It's federalism. Let the states individually decide. Right. Yeah. I mean. I certainly, um, I, I certainly believe in that. And we we have not uh, enforced the Tenth Amendment um, in a hundred years ish. Ish, yeah. Uh, it's, At it's, least it's, it's it's only slightly less dead than the Fourth Amendment. Um, however, I don't know about you guys. I have no troops uh, currently quartered in my house, so the Third Amendment lives on strongly. <laughs> Thank God, right? <laughs> I'm always I'm always happy. Thank heaven that. for that too. Because if the Marines, you know, Third Battalion were in my house, uh, there wouldn't be a lot of room for. My 75-inch television set. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so what about this handicapping of uh, not sports but politics? This is kind of an interesting phenomenon too. Always fun. I mean, do you buy – because, I mean, they, you know, there's a bunch of sites that do this, and they, and they try to monitor the, the wagering sites and try to pick – like give you an, an <clears throat> estimate of who's going to win. Right now, when they talk about the favorites uh, on the Democratic side – in first place is Bernie Sanders. Now, when your party is saying, you know who we need? A 70, by that time, what, six-year-old socialist? I think even older. 79, we looked this up. He would be 79. 79-year-old socialist. <laughs> yeah. You know you're a healthy party. Well, <laughs> yeah. That is, uh, that's solid. Yeah. Now, uh, second place is Kamala Harris. Now, I, you How know, did that happen? Nobody even knows who she is. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. She does seem to be getting that level of attention. She's playing up the socialist vibes, right? So she's giving you the same single-payer health care that Bernie Sanders is promising. Yeah. Except you get it in a younger female package, right? right? You yeah. could definitely see. after. I mean, think about what's happened over the past year. You've had Hillary Clinton uh, lose an election that, you know, everybody, including the Trump team on election day, thought she, she was, was going to win, win mm-hmm. right? Uh, then in addition to that, uh, you have... Basically, 93% of men have apparently sexually harassed women. Yes. Uh, this room includes, I think, three of the only men who have not so far been accused of sexually harassing women. Right. Which is good. Yeah, I mean, you count it's your blessings uh, <laughs> at this point. Uh, but it's funny because with the Democrats being so addicted to identity politics, you're going to have Donald Trump, the, you know, the guy who is everyone, is the alpha male who's been accused of sexually harassing women. 
Uh, then you have the fe first female president that should have been, to, in their perspective, is not, right? Mm -hmm. you, it would be hard to imagine that you're not going to get a female front runner somewhere in the mix here. Yeah. And so Elizabeth <clears throat> yeah. Warren is going to be in her 70s too, right? Yes. Um, so, I mean, if you're going to go, she's in third. She'll be like 72, I think, by then. So you got that. I mean, next is Joe Biden at 14% chance of, uh, of winning currently. Um, and Biden is, is, I think, a legitimate, I think, A, I think he probably will run. Uh, he I do is, too. He has some level. He'll he's be not, old. Yeah, he's very old. He'll be old, too. Um, but at least he is, he's not like, I mean, like Cory Booker, who is in, in, in fifth place. Cory Booker is a completely unknown quantity when it comes to this sort of thing. Yeah. Like, he could be great for them. He could be horrible. Um, and I think Kamala Harris is in that range, too. Like, they think they see as some, it's someone like it's draft pick. It's somebody with promise. Um, but Joe Biden, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a bumbling fool, um, but knows the bumbling fool that knows Washington, mm -hmm. that has name recognition, mm -hmm. that can raise money like crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, will he? I mean, it's amazing to me he hasn't been accused yet. Right. How I, does he get through this? So the guy is basically. We've seen him do more stuff. Okay. Then we know these other guys have done. Or right? even accused of. We've point. seen it. Like, the stuff I've seen Joe Biden do on camera is way worse right. than the New York Times reporter that got his, what about the, lost his job. The biker chick on his lap at yeah. the bar was was beyond what we've seen like, other guys be accused in. of. The same people swearing who are telling in. us not to vote for Roy Moore because he hooked up with a 14-year-old. Uh, have they seen the footage of Biden with the with the creepy children over and over and over again? I don't know what. We just talked earlier today about the kiss on the cheek and the hugs uh -huh. and what's appropriate, what's not. Can you imagine a Democrat debate and them all coming out on stage and Kamala Harris is walking up to Joe Biden? Dear God, where his hand's going to go? Right. That's but again, gonna, I don't right. think anybody cares anymore about any of this stuff. It's all just it, like it feels like it's just made up to to kind of like get us through the day. I mean, mm -hmm. does, I I said today on, on radio, I will be shocked if Roy Moore doesn't win this election. I will, too. I will be shocked. Yeah. Because we obviously, as a country, do not care about these sorts of things. They don't care. And, it, I don't, it's and just, Alabamans just don't believe it. At I, 71% said they don't believe they it. They don't believe it. And it's like, here's a guy, again, like, I tend to <clears throat> believe the accusers, honestly, on this one. Um, at least, because most of them aren't even accusing him of anything. Right, like, right. Most, like, yeah. uh, like he dated them. Yeah, he dated them. Which they, one, it wasn't one, even uh, anything uh, wrong. I was 22 and I worked at the mall. And he asked me out several times. So <laughs> I know. Like, I, that's not, that's not, know. A, that's not a sexual harassment. Well, this latest one, Debbie Gibson, after she recorded uh, "Only in My Dreams," mm -hmm. apparently uh, she dated Roy Moore, and she her accusation is she dated him for two to three months. He kissed her once in his bedroom, and once at a country club. So he kissed her and twice. And she was of age. And she was 17. Right. Absolutely. So, so again, what? I think, honestly, so what? when you have a, like, that could be a situation where that would indicate weird behavior to me. Like, mm -hmm. if, I, if, if, if you had a 32-year-old right now dating a 17-year-old, and I heard about it, and then you asked me in a year, uh, well, this, uh, do you think this person should run for Senate? I would say uh, no, because it indicates to me creepy behavior, right? Mm -hmm. Here is Roy Moore. That indicates, we've got 40 years of his record past that. Uh -huh. He got married a few years later, and he's been married the whole time. Right. So, like, that incident in and of itself doesn't really do anything, right? Because it didn't indicate future uh, creepy behavior. What they're trying to make it do is insinuate to you that he, it means he touched the 14-year-old, which is right. really the... I mean, there's the other the glory. All red one is a serious accusation, too. But those two are the only really serious accusations uh, those are here. the two I don't believe. 
I don't know. The fourteen-year-old, I think, is pretty credible to me. You think so? Um, but the uh, one where but, he told her to get undressed. Yeah, and he actually, because uh, again, like they, they had to hunt her down. The Washington Post, she didn't. She refused talking to them several times. Uh, you know, she. You know, and I think that there's some, you know, credibility uh, to her. But step back from that to the point where Roy Moore is right now blatantly <clears throat> lying. He said he didn't know the fourteen-year-old. Yeah. Might be true. Might not be true. He also said he didn't know any of the women. Yeah. And he himself After he said he knew him. Said he knew two of them, and he yeah. knew their parents, and described who they were, and yes. talked about their relationship. Bad and it's move. like I, I don't know why he's doing that, and apparently that's pissed off so many of the other women who are like, "All right, like now I know he's lying about that because I, he def- mm-hmm. definitely knew me." I, I look, I'm not a you know, I don't. We all talked about this. I, we liked Mo Brooks in that primary, um, and I've I've come to the end of my road when it comes to uh, long long ago back. And I will go back to 2012. I. I'm not going to vote for somebody unless I actually like them. I'm not going to vote for the lesser of two evils. I'm done with it. I've been done with it for many years. Yeah. Um, so I would have voted for Mo Brooks happily if I were living in Alabama. Me too. I wouldn't have voted for, for Roy Moore anyway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's weird because I don't – I think, like, it's so polarized. It, while it's true, the polls show that 70% of people don't believe that Roy Moore did these things, I think more pers- – like, more specifically, 70% of those people just don't – like, there's nothing that would qual- qualify. You know what I mean? I think like mm-hmm. most people are rightfully so, so distrustful of the media and so distrustful of people with political accusations coming out and doing and saying whatever. Mm-hmm. No one's even putting them themselves in the position to take a hard look at it. Right. And on the other side, it's the same thing. The media is so bad. They just say they never they believe every accuser instantly when it's on their side. And conservatives do this as well. I mm-hmm. mean, did you see anyone pushing back on John Conyers' allegations? Do you see no. anybody pushing back and saying, wait a minute, we can't just believe the Al Franken stuff? I found very few conservatives who are willing to, to look at that and say, wait a minute, I'm not sure we should jump to conclusions on that one. Everyone's just using this stuff for political benefit, which is why it's so dishonest. Well, on the Al Franken stuff, they said he had uh, sloppy, wet fish lips, and I believe that. I mean, so that was credible. Yeah, I will credible. say that was very that, credible. That convinced me. She's telling the truth. Okay, that you know one is true. a bad example. Okay, <laughs> and honestly, as soon as I heard John Conyers was walking around in his underwear, I was like, yeah, yep. I, you know, yep. yes, yes, he was. I don't know it for sure, but he was. I I don't know have any evidence, but yes, yes, you know, I have to say that's true. All right, Stu, thanks for stopping by. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. See you on uh, Glenn Beck tomorrow. Uh, right. Sure, I, that would, I, I that, would imagine that that's would where be, you'll be. That would be wonderful. We'll and uh, you, is, you guys, yeah. have, can I get a Pat Gray Unleashed T-shirt as a longtime listener, first-time guest? Yeah, it's in the mail. Yeah. We already sent it off. Yeah, oh, you'll okay. get it. And, and a version of our home or... game as well. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, great. Both in the can mail you, right now. Can you send it to me telepathically? Uh, sure, I just did. Okay, great. Okay. Thank okay. you. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. It's uh, Pat Gray, Triple Eight, nine hundred thirty-three oh, I got to show you another case of a fake sign language person showing up at a televised event. <laughs> I, I don't know how this keeps happening, but it does. Uh, there was this. There was a rash of these 
a few years ago, and now apparently it's coming back again. This was the uh, a police press conference where they're talking about the capture of the serial killer in Tampa, Florida, and this woman shows up and starts signing for the death. Uh, take a look at this, and it's... Good evening. As you recall, on October 9th, Benjamin Mitchell was 22 years old, and he was murdered. <laughs> that was 51 days ago. On October 11th, two That's days later, 33-year-old Monica not real signing was murdered. Eight days later, on October 19th, Anthony Niboa murdered. A sign language expert says... 26 days later, it's like she's just on November up, 14th, your arms. just two weeks ago, 60-year-old Ronald Felton was murdered. Mm. So while they're talking about this really serious yeah. uh, incident, That's she's up the there thing. fake signing things for the deaf. I hey, show up at some something that isn't yes, you know death yes, related that isn't this serious, and then it'd be funny. But uh, but that's not funny. But seriously, how does this keep happening? I don't know. I don't know. And apparently, she does this all the time in Tampa. She she shows up on a fairly regular basis at events and starts signing for people. <laughs> Uh, no. Signing experts say she wasn't making any sense. Right, listen to this. One <clears throat> of the victim's mothers is deaf and was there. Oh, my gosh. And was seeing that. Good golly. That is no. Yeah, so that that's like, I mean, n- now we, we've got to stop you for fraud of some sort. You've got to be charged and put in jail for the rest of your life. R- the rest of your life? Well, uh, the weekend at least. Okay. All right. The weekend. Let's start with the weekend, and we'll work it from there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> First-time offender. No, listen, she's saying she's signing words like pizza, monster, and bear, along with other gibberish. <laughs> that is not cool. Now, I wonder if she just kind of got lucky. I mean, you know, just waving her I arms. I don't know. And when she was doing, like, gr- like, pointing downward like you've been buried, that was supposed to mean dead, <laughs> I-, I guess, and apparently it didn't. I, I don't know just a really weird situation i and i again why does this keep happening why are these people allowed to get near do you remember the one that was standing on stage with the president yes south africa yeah in south africa and we're wondering okay secret service you didn't stop this fake Mm. sign language person from appearing on stage with the president of the united states how's that possible how's that possible ah bizarre yeah Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. is here so i'm i'm glad conyers is stepping aside i mean he's been in office for 27 terms 27 terms that's 54 years uh i it's just unconscionable that that can happen you know and and that's why i am now for term limits because i used to believe we had term limits they're called elections apparently that's not working 
And so we keep sending these same terrible people back to office over and over and over again, and they just get worse as time goes on. And so now Conyers is stepping aside and he's offering up his son, John Conyers the third, to fill his seat. <laughs> like it's theirs. Yeah, like like it's a it's a royal family or something. Pathetic. And and it, I'm sure he'll be appointed and I'm sure he'll win the special election if they have one. Because the name Conyers will be on the ballot. And they've already they're they're used to voting for Conyers, and they've done it twenty seven times. They're not gonna do it at twenty eighth? Of course they are. Of course they are. Kid's only 28 years old. And he's had some issues in the past. Uh, so I guess that makes him perfect for Congress, actually. <laughs> he took care of it before he got into office. Yeah, he did. Uh, let's go to Stephen in Rhode, I- Rhode Island. You're on the blaze. Hi. You better get ready for it. Because the people in Detroit have been voting for a dingle for 84 years. In the 1930s, wow. Detroit, Michigan got a new congressional district because, you know, the auto business was making Detroit bloom. Mm-hmm. So a new seat was created, and it was taken by John Dingle Sr. He had that seat for 22 years, from 1933 to 1955. Then John Jr. came in in 1955, and he served until he died in 2015. He was succeeded by his second wife, who was 30 years his junior oh, man. in 19, 2015, and I guess she must have won in 2016 because she's still there. Oh, my gosh. 84 years of 84 the same name. Four years of the Dingles. Yep. Wow. So uh, the Congress are probably going to make a run. You know. <laughs> well, it's been 54 already. They only have to go 30 more, yeah. and they're, they're there. So, they're yeah. There. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Stephen. The Dingle dynasty, if you will. And I will. Mm-hmm. The Yeah, the Dingles, 84 years. The Conyers, 54. And now if uh, son John Conyers third is put in place, I mean, he could easily sur- serve for another 30. Why not? I mean, what's that compared to 54? Of course they'll keep electing this kid. Over and over and over again. Uh, also, there's a college paper that fired a writer who called the DNA of white people an abomination. Texas State University student, uh, student journalist, Rudy Martinez, said that white death will mean liberation for all. Oh, isn't that nice? Put that in the November column, and the university star fired him after previously retracting and apologizing uh, for the column. The author of this column has, has jeopardized the atmosphere of inclusivity, at this university and will no longer be published in the university star along with uh, constructive criticism the editorial board said the paper had received death threats and hate mail as well as threats to defund the university star now it's the <laughs> defunding threats that really moved them there you go you know that <laughs> students at uh, conservative students at texas state started a petition to to uh, defund the publication has over 1500 signatures but, I mean, this kind of stuff exists that people calling white DNA an abomination, uh, calling for the extermination of white people, and nobody's paying attention to it. But there's definitely a segment of uh, society who believes that way. 
And apparently that's okay because whites, well, not for this university paper, apparently, which is nice, which is nice that they've actually taken some action because usually nothing happens to people who say these things or write these things or believe this way. It's, it's only, it's only everybody else. Plus now there's a country superstar who had a naked encounter with police. This is just breaking. That is uh, Randy Travis. Randy Travis picture. again. I don't know. I just saw that flash up there too. <laughs> well, has he done that words. before? Yeah. Is this old video? I wonder if that's old video. He did it again. No. Yeah, it's new. <laughs> oh no. Because yeah, I know. I know he did it before. 2012. The officials just released. Oh, oh they just really why did they do that? Oh no. Why are they releasing this now? It's from five years ago. <laughs> That's a little embarrassing because I mean he's buck naked. <laughs> he's naked. Yeah, buck naked and uh running around. And I I'm not really sure why they're releasing that now. It's maybe interesting. It's been five years? I don't know. I maybe that's a I don't know. Every five years you release uh, something new? On people that you've arrested over over the years, perhaps? I don't know. Huh. Uh, speaking, though, of white people and their DNA, the director of the movie Doctor Strange calls Christians greedy racists. Now, this will be fine, though. Uh, according to a new ABC News BeliefNet poll, in July, 83% of Americans identify themselves as Christian. So why why do we put up with this from Hollywood all the time? Why? Uh, a tweet from Doctor Strange director Scott Derrickson was posted saying that uh, Christians who put Trump into office are racist, greedy, and nationalistic, and they're things that Jesus was vehemently against. Um, so... He says, don't ever call me uh, an evangelical Christian. In fact, don't even call me Christian unless you know what I mean by that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Christians put Trump into office because mainstream American Christianity is racist, greedy, and nationalistic. Uh, of course, um, there won't be any kind of backlash against this guy, I'm sure, because he's in Hollywood. And, and you can say whatever you want when you're in Hollywood. And we'll keep going to your movies. Because we love to pay you 14 bucks a person just to sit there and watch whatever crap you put in front of us. <sighs> and it usually is crap. I, when was the last time you saw a good movie at the theater? I, uh, I the can't. The star wasn't bad for kids. Oh, the star was okay. Yeah. That's true. The star, the animated movie, the star was pretty good. But other than that, I, I can't think of one that I've really enjoyed that I've seen in... Maybe the last year. Huh. See, I can't really play this game because I don't get out much. <laughs> so I haven't really seen much to try to compare and contrast. But you did see the star. It's all the stars. So at good. least you, you, yeah. you did go out with your kids and see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can do. That's it. Okay. Also, a judge has ruled that students can be disciplined at school for liking a racist post. This is an inter interesting uh, question that this poses. United States District Court judge in San Francisco issued a divided ruling in the case involving an Instagram account created uh, by a student at Albany High that had several racist memes posted on it. So 
the student posted the memes and other students liked it and they have been expelled from school or suspended in some cases. On November 29th, Judge James Donato granted a summary judgment in favor of the defendants regarding um, the creator of the account and students who had liked and commented on He ruled against the AUSD regarding four students who liked or commented on posts that didn't target specific students and one who never liked or commented on anything. Donato only considered the First Amendment questions and related state laws raised by the lawsuits in the ruling. The parties agreed to address those questions as they are central to the cases. It's not clear when other claims will be considered. The school district had no comment. Um, but it's interesting because some of these some of these students who liked these racist memes, and it doesn't really say what the memes were or how they were racist. But if you liked it, now you've been suspended from school and this judge just upheld the suspension. And doesn't that say something about uh, the First Amendment? Doesn't that say something about your freedom of speech? I mean, nobody likes racist things other than, you know, Black Panthers and white nationalists. But most right-thinking people don't like things that are racist. But you have the right to, don't you? Without losing your privileges at school? And why... Uh, what what does it have to do with school exactly. anyway? Exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say. There's School shouldn't have anything to do with this. There should be no disciplinary action for the school for what happens on the internet. What are you, the police of the internet now? And why is that, liking that racist meme, any worse than telling a racist joke out at a restaurant. I mean, that was in public too, right? Right. Oh, you're out. Right. Get out. Now you can, uh, so are school districts going to start policing the internet now? D- is that what we want from our school system? I mean, what are you even doing paying attention to what's going on on the internet? Yeah, I think school officials need to be paying more attention to what they're teaching since the kids aren't learning. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Maybe you teach them about the First Amendment. Uh, Maybe you teach them there is a First Amendment. (laughs) Maybe you start with that and then um, worry about what they're saying on Facebook and and Twitter some other time. In fact, like never. Because it uh, again, the school has nothing to do with the internet. And I know that schools are trying to cut down on bullying, and they don't want students to be mean to each other. But really, it's none of their business what's going on online like that, is it? As long as you're not doing it on the school's website or you're not doing it at school, it's happening after school on the Internet, I I don't even understand how the school gets involved in any way, shape, or form. And where do you draw that line? I mean, is it just racist memes if you like those? What if you tell a sexist joke on Facebook? Are you getting expelled then? I mean, literally, where does this policing of kids and their private time end? What if you say something mean to somebody else on Twitter, which happens every minute of every day? Hmm. Yeah, where do you draw that line? I don't know. That seems like a dangerous line to be drawing. Uh, 888-900-3393. But, you know, this is kind of the world that we live in now, where the First Amendment just doesn't seem to even be paid attention to. 
religiously or freedom of speech wise. And so, and the, the kids <clears throat> don't have any idea because they're not even being taught about the United States Constitution. If you ask them what's in it, I'll bet you eight out of 10 students don't know. Eight out of 10 high school students, maybe nine out of 10 high school students don't know. If you find somebody who's been homeschooled, maybe they know. 888 900 More Pat Gray Unleashed. Come on. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. Remember how President Obama used to hang out with the celebrities at the Kennedy Center when they honored celebrities and Beyonce and Jay-Z and everybody would fall all over him? Uh, President Trump didn't even go. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't even there, which I, I kind of like, actually. So he didn't show up at the Kennedy Center on Sunday to celebrate the careers of Lionel Richie and Gloria Estefan, rapper LL Cool J, or television producer Norman Lear. Oh, and dancer Carmen De La Lavalotti. Yeah, well, exactly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the awards known as the Kennedy Center Honors considered the top recognition in the country for artists, and uh, it's usually highlighted by a White House reception with the President and the First Lady, but not this year. White House said in August that President Trump and his wife Melania would not attend the performance. So, honorees could enjoy it without any political distraction. The White House reception was also canceled after some of the honorees said they would boycott it. Yeah, well, you're not invited anyway. Sad. A subtle undercurrent of displeasure with Trump uh, and his policies kind of spread through the awards show. I, I wouldn't want to be there either. If if Hollywood is there and entertainers, musical entertainers are there and you know they're just going to be bad-mouthing you all night, why go? Besides, when was the last time? When was the last time you wanted to hear Lionel Richie? It's been a while, right? Hmm. LL Cool J said he's never been more inspired. Uh, wow, he's he's only 49 now? It seems like he's been around forever. He also stars on NCIS Los Angeles. Really? LL Cool J. I, I had no idea. I don't watch much TV. I don't either. I don't either. Uh, certainly not network television. Mm-hmm. And NCIS LA features LL Cool J. Hmm. Huh. He said it's a reminder that art matters. He said Trump's presence would have been a distraction. So he was glad he wasn't there. Singer-songwriter Lionel Richie, known for such hits as Three Times a Lady, Say You Say Me All Night Long, and and Dancing on, dancing the, on ceiling? the Ceiling. How is course, that not in there? I don't huh. know. <laughs> All-time classic, Dancing on the Ceiling. Uh, yeah, remember the ground that was broke, broken with that video with the dancing upside down? That was fun. I mean... <laughs> That was fun. It was. It was cool. I yeah, liked it when I was a stuff. kid. He said, uh, never thought in my life I'd lose my voice talking too much about how excited I am about being here. 
Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, yeah, it's because you've been resting it for about 30 years now. Think about Lionel Richie, though. I don't think I've ever heard a political thing out of him. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, Gloria Estefan, I think I have heard political things out of her. Um, but not Lionel Richie. I'm looking. Estefan was born in Havana, Cuba. She said she was thankful Trump chose not to attend. Yeah, good. Okay, great. Whenever somebody becomes more about the controversy than the actual achievements of the people that are receiving the award, it kind of dampens it for everybody. Now, those were her thoughts. And I always wonder, uh, on almost every issue, I wonder what Gloria Estefan is thinking about this right now. So it's nice to know what she thought of Trump not being there. Mm -hmm. It's great. We can rest easy uh, with her thoughts on that matter. So I... I looked up Lionel Richie's uh, political views. Yeah, does it say? Well, first of all, this this interview here, he's a <laughs> big-time Christian. I had no idea. Oh, um, I didn't he, know that yeah, either. Yeah, he's just answering all these questions about God and, and how mm. God helps him write and all this stuff. Um, but then uh, this is the only political thing in this interview. They say, It says, uh, Lionel Richie is definitely liberal, blah, 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 blah. Oh. He donated um, to uh, Obama there in the 2008 primary. It's the only time he's ever uh, donated. It says to a Democratic candidate, so I don't know if huh. that just means any candidate or what, but he just said, um, he, he wrote a song for an Obama rally, and he just said, being able to use Obama's voice gave me the weight I needed to say everything I wanted to. Now, I don't know what the lyrics are and stuff, but uh, there's nothing, There's nothing. you know, overtly yeah, political there. here. You know, yeah. Yeah. I, I think he mostly care, uh, keeps his uh, political views to himself, mm-hmm. which to me is smart. If you're an artist like that, you don't want to ruin half your audience. You don't want to spoil it for him. I, I, I'm surprised to hear that he's, uh, of course, I mean, things may have changed since his little run-in with his girlfriend and his wife. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. The girlfriend and his wife was beating the crap out of him because his girlfriend was there and he was trying to, <laughs> he was trying to keep, some kind of calm between them. And this is Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Yeah. I did not hear about this at all. Yeah. He, I mean, that kind of ended his career. He was huge up until that point. And then it mm. seems like it was 89 or 90 mm. when there was some run-in with, the, with the, uh, the girlfriend while the wife was there. And see, see, it didn't work out very well for it's, him. It's all in timing, you know. It would <laughs> be a badge of honor today. Yes. I mean. Yes, it would. <laughs> yes, it would. Okay. Uh, also... Uh, speaking of people who are uh, spiritual, uh, John Conyers has one more allegation as he leaves office today. He, he's he's actually retired now, uh, but that that was health reasons. That, that was a medical situation. It has nothing to do yeah. with the sexual harassment. Again, it's all about nothing timing. It's right. weird. It happened right. that way. Another woman who worked for him is accusing him of touching her inappropriately by stroking and rubbing my thighs. While we were in church. <laughs> that is really bad. Are you really going to... Seriously? Plus, he appeared naked before her. But not, not in church, though. Not, not, so uh, don't no, try not to in make church. it into something tawdry, you know? I mean, yeah, not in church. So you're right. It's not tawdry. Thank you. <laughs> Elisa Grubbs, who said she worked for Conyers from 01 to, to 2013, claims she also which, witnessed him... Uh, she also witnessed him touching and stroking the legs and buttocks of Marion Brown, Grubb's cousin, and other female employees of the congressman on multiple occasions. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. 
The longest serving member of the House uh, has repeatedly denied these claims that he's mistreated anybody. He hasn't done any of this stuff. Um, but uh, these women say he certainly did. Grubbs described a time that Conyers slid his hand up her skirt while she was sitting next to him in the front row of a church. She said she was startled and jumped to her feet, exclaiming, he just ran his hand, ran his hand up my thigh. It was witnessed by other staffers. On another occasion, she was at Conyers' home when he emerged from the bathroom naked. <laughs> she ran out what? of... This is with this man. I don't know. I just, I, you must think a lot of yourself, right? <laughs> I mean, you're 88 years old, or even if this was 10 years ago, you're still 78. 20 years ago, you were 68. I mean, when did these things happen? I, I, you must think, first of all, you're invincible. You can't be touched. You're the most powerful person on the earth, and nobody's ever going to say anything, so none of this gets out ever. I think we're learning why he never had time to read the bill. I yeah. mean, the guy's out <laughs> touching women. and I love these people who say, read the bill. I'm too busy running my hands up women's skirts to read bills. <sighs> yeah, and he probably misplaces the bills when they bring them to him because, I mean, obviously he's... If, you, if you're losing your clothes in your office, mm-hmm. you're probably mm-hmm. not finding the paperwork either. Uh, Grubb says, witnessing Representative Conyers rub women's thighs and buttocks and make comments about women's physical attributes was a regular part of life while working in the office of Representative Conyers. I mean, that's what a lot of them, a lot of the former employees have said. It was a regular thing, and virtually everybody who ever worked for him saw him in his underwear or naked. (laughs) It's hard to imagine. It's Seriously, it's hard to imagine. And this is what's going on in Congress instead of these guys producing any kind of meaningful legislation that we actually want them to produce. They're instead they're trying to produce offspring with staff members who don't want anything to do with them. And so that's kind of a problem. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Use that number tomorrow. Talk to you then. I'm Pat Gray Unleashed. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.